Uh, we are live. It is Rantcast, episode 22. Rantcast being the show about all the lovely things AOS adjacent and all the rabbit holes we discover uh, about the game we love so much. I am your host, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the man with every single opinion a person can possess. And today, tonight, uh, my friend Andrew is joining me. How's it going, Andrew? It's going well. You may not recognize me. I, I used to have a mustache. I, uh... I, uh, like yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't respect this. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the clean shaven Andrew. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, hold like a paintbrush up over your lip for the entirety of the show, please. So that I'm comfortable again. You know, you're going to lose like an average of one sports vote per tournament without that Probably. fabulous mustache. I used to get sports <laughs> votes because of that. Like the so satchel. Like charisma plus one. <laughs> I mean, it was very much was like a mustache of plus two charisma. It was, it was, yeah. it was prolific. Honestly, it probably was plus two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So, like the last time you joined me, we actually talked a little bit about like sort of chess and game theory in Age of Sigmar. That was a really cool show. If you haven't caught that one, I think that was like episode six or something. It was one of the really early ones before I kind of refined the process. But it's still a great episode. I think we had a lot of really good content in that. So. So if you're bored and you run out of rant cast, go back and watch that one. That one's really good. Um, but yeah, Andrew uh, and I are friends outside the game, close to what I'd consider a clubmate, even though like we don't really have a club. But it's like you, Joe, me, um, and then you you have your own loyalties with like the Wisco Kings and stuff like that too. So, but but like, but yeah, like I mean, when I was getting into the game, it was very much like you and Joe were the ones I was like very heavily talking to. So so like, uh, and about that time, you were actually still playing Everchosen. Rather, yeah. So, so uh, tonight we're going to be actually talking about uh, some some uh, some slaves to darkness. This is very similar to what I did with the Osiric Bone Reapers when we got the reveals. This is unabashed hype. We'll leave uh, like we'll do some tinfoil hatting. We'll do bold predictions, hopes, dreams, um, and uh, and just go on little little journeys throughout that whole process. Um, but first, I just want to kind of ask you, yeah, like so you were playing Everchosen. Um, man, you took them to that, that first Brew City, didn't you? Was I took Mortals of Corn with Archie. Archie. Archie, that's what it was. Okay. The Adepticon. I did much better at the Adepticon. Okay. All right, yeah. So, <laughs> he called that table. It's already been in the Slaves book since they were Warriors of Chaos. Well done. You totally called for the favor of the gods' tables. Well done, Believer. Yeah, absolutely. I see, uh, chat gang, you're already showing up. Uh, good evening, everybody, by the way. Um, hey. Yeah, so, but you, you had a, you had a build that you actually played, um, where it was, it, it was a, what was it? It was either an Everchosen Battalion in Slave yes, Darkness. Yeah. It was an Everchosen Battalion with a Corn Allegiance. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> it was such a good list. It was the best list that I could come up with, with Archeon in it. What it was, was... However many units plus one of Korn's magic number. What's his magic number? Is it seven? I always forget. What? Nurgle is seven. Nurgle's seven. Korn's eight. Korn is eight, yeah. Nine. Yeah. So it was eight plus one, which was nine, which is kind of weird because you need a hero and then eight. So you get this any mortal units and then plus one mortal hero. So your mortal hero is Archie and then you got eight mortal units. So I ran it with Korn mortals. And what it did, it got you two things. First, if ever a hero slayed something, a model, 
then everybody else for that combat phase gets plus one attack within 16 inches. And you're already getting plus one attack from numerous things, like the Blood Secretor. So, so you go in with your heroes, and you want to go in with your heroes because the second thing it gets you is if a hero dies, a regular troop gets promoted. And he gained an extra attack and an extra wound and becomes his own unit. Well, that's good for that's good for two reasons. The first reason is now you have an extra unit to tie somebody up in combat with, and he can go off his own direction. So if you need one little dude to go claim an objective, he can leave his forty man unit of marauders and just go run off and claim an objective. So he's a hero himself, so he can go get an objective. Reason number two is blood tithe. <laughs> So I pretty much always, I would unbind five spells a game because I had always had two blood tithe. And then you'd also use a move one so Arky could get to what he needs to kill. So that was basic strategy. Get your blood tithe, let your heroes die, keep recycling heroes, getting more blood tithe. Um, it was kind of an auto win on the three places of power mm -hmm. because you just had infinite heroes. You always had six heroes. Because <laughs> when that one died, another one gets gets made into a hero. So that, that, see, that seems like that that's a like um like a ton of fun. And with like they're actually one of these one of these these uh, sub factions. We'll talk about a little bit later. Actually, has a little bit of that promotion mechanic, I believe, in some of the rules. I and I'm super thrilled. I'm super thrilled about that. Yeah, your promotion, your general can cycle. That's going to be really cool. I think it's super thematic too. Like everybody thinks they're bound for glory. And, but really, it's Archie, Archie just like manipulating you. Yeah, yeah. So you, using using your ambitions against you, uh, not against you, but for his own tactical gain. Right. Well, he wants. It's pretty to, cool. He's got his eyes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was the best. That was the best list that came up with Archeon. It was a lot of fun. Was that your like favorite army? Like actually, like like just sort of in your. We'll go with like AOS career. We'll it was my favorite out. to play because it could win. Iron Jaws were real bad, but Iron Jaws are always going to be my favorite army, oh, just because enough. the models are the best and Iron Jaws is best. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair but now they're good too. They're thematic and good. But yeah, that was my favorite army for a time, and Varengard were my favorite. They weren't in that list though because you couldn't mark them. That was just a, a horrible bit of rules design. So you had to take them as allies if you wanted corn abilities because. Slaves to Darkness is not something that anybody should ever run. Like actual Slaves to Darkness, you were better off with Grand Alliance Chaos. It was like a like a negative to take Slaves to Darkness. Well, and and that's oh, one one of the things. That, oh, go on. No. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, negative. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we're hoping changes with the new Slaves to Darkness book. Right? Is the, is incentivizing you to actually run Slaves to Darkness Allegiance. Uh, I think they've taken some strides to to try to sort of ensure that. Um, so I, I'm very optimistic that uh, Slaves to Darkness are going to be a little bit more of like the Cities of Sigmar, uh, like parallel. Where... I'm hoping for that too. And, and I think it's going to be, I think the list building is going to explode when you get into the Godmarked stuff. If you could take everybody as Zinch, so you're getting four or five armies. Well, you know, if you buy Archeon, that gives you an extra allegiance you can run. So you're technically getting eight armies since you got those four sub factions right right yeah so you've got yeah yeah and, and and that was the thing before is like you weren't really you weren't really getting proper allegiance abilities before an std that was one of the things people constantly harped on every ghb they kept copy pasting them so i mean they've already shown hey you've got new allegiance abilities um and that's really like where yeah. the rules creep i don't want to call it powers creep of aos 
where 2.0 is is like early on it was a lot about battalion rules um kind of informing your army and playing ga and running inside of a smaller narrower uh allegiance wasn't always beneficial you know see mixed yeah. destruction with uh you know mixed destruction back in the day with you know taking one thunder tusk and then just like a boatload of other stuff like um, i'm telling you man, this book this book is going to change the meta it's going to evolve the meta very quickly because there's going to be so many lists and so many people finding interesting lists like like cities way more than cities because you got realm artifacts too you'll probably be able to go to whatever realm you want i don't see why not they do so you got those four allegiances you got all the god stuff so all these god lists you can make you've got all the spell stuff there's there's just gonna be so many unique little things and then i'm gonna i'm just get the sense that you'll be able to throw just big collections of models on a table from a variety and the tinkerer can create power pairs so you can run some of each of the four chaos gods and probably get a decent list with what we're seeing already with just a court ability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the one, uh, what was it? It's the Kabbalists, like their, their allegiance ability for, for like murdering stuff and being able to move endless spells out of sequence. That's the type of thing. Like you look at it and you just go, Oh yeah. Like, like your brain starts yeah. to, the gears start to turn on the, oh, yeah. the crazy. You list. don't have, you don't even have to run like a bunch of each. You can just take that and then run a couple each couple maybe unit of zinch and a, a couple heroes mark zinch and then mark like everybody else nurgle and corn and see what kind of tactical possibilities you can get right. you could build a toolbox army with slaves to darkness which is what their allegiance abilities always wanted to be but they were hamstringed by just like being bad in general the things you would get were bad in general uh pretty much it was just a war shrine that was okay but you're never going to take like three war shrines mm-hmm. and give them all different things. It's just too much spread out. So hopefully here you'll get this little toolbox ability right? with these pairs of guys doing awesome stuff. So you can take an army that has a four different colors in it, which would be sweet. Right, right. And, and that's the like variety is, is going to be really a, a sticking point for this army. Um, one thing you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, I wanted to kind of real quick mention uh, or is Varengard are now allowed to be marked? Like we've we've heard that that was that was one of the things they said in the uh, like the Warhammer TV like rules yeah. discussion. Like they were asked point blank, "Can you mark Varengard now?" That was one of the first things that they one of the first questions that they addressed. So so I mean that practically I don't want to say it fixes Varengard because they, I mean they just fall into all the pitfalls that heavily elite units fall into. They oh, really I- honestly they just needed an additional wound each of them, and then they would have been good at whatever they are. Were they like 320 or 280 now mm. for the three? Well, they, they, they were said, real bad at 400 when I used to run them at 400. It's, I think they're going back up in points was the uh, was the impression I got from some of the, the whispers from the warp type thing. Fuck it better, because I'm not paying more than six of those. <laughs> I'm on like 25 hours for one. <laughs> you know, you and Vince have both talked about like how painting them is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and that trim... Yeah, that trim is a nightmare. Um, Believer here in chat uh, asks, "Do you think there will be any more changes to Archeon's War Scroll besides Ren Two? Maybe they'll clean up the way the eye works." The Eye of Ed Sheeran. What was that? The Eye of Ed Sheeran. The Eye of Ed Sheeran. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. The the Eye never worked out for me. I man, I was I 
I really like his scroll. I would I maybe if they had like one more cool artifact. I don't know. Just more interactions would be cool. Uh-huh. Archeon's such a good idea for a design space. I don't, I don't think he needs to rend on the sword because the sword just kills kings, right? It doesn't kill it doesn't kill infantry with rend two. People always say that. Why has he got rend one? Well, because it just outright kills you on two sixes. That's why you run him in corn as well, because the corn lord on juggernaut gives everybody plus one a wound. So you were you were killing people on fives. I killed Joe Stonehorn so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, and then it's gone. Yeah. But then then I also died to deadly terrain because I saw a phoenix was a guy misplayed his phoenix up too far and then I charged him over deadly terrain and Arcan died. That was the old deadly, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was up on table ten at Adepticon and then I got sent back down to the bottom tables because I rolled a one. Oh man, that's that's bad beats. That's brutal. Um yeah, yeah I, I, I bought me a beer. <laughs> the guy bought you a beer. Uh, man, that's what it's about though. That's why we love this game. Um Hey to, but you know what, man? Um Mega Boss Rustfoot charged on Deadly Terrain forty four times with the old Deadly Terrain rule and never died. So Archeon's a punk ass is what you're telling me, and and uh, orcs are the best. No, it's Dorgar's <laughs> punk ass. Dorgar's um, the punk ass, not Archie. Archie. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, I am um, uh, just kind of finishing up this this question from Believer here. Um, I think that. Yeah, uh, Slayer of Kings and and uh, Claws are Ren 2 now confirmed. You get an extra command point at the start of Hero Phase if Archeon is your general and on the table. Both of those are good things. Um, yeah. He has Battleshock immunity. Extra command points you can get more. I don't know if they, they, he's still going to have his command ability. I would assume so. It's pretty iconic. So yeah. that's another awesome list building for you to right. chain command abilities. Right, right. Um, I think that like cleaning up the cleaning up the rules is. I didn't see the War Scroll. I didn't watch the uh, Warhammer uh, TV ad. I want to kind of come into this with a, a fresh eye, so to speak. Uh, well, he says he got Battleshock Immunity Bubble too. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and 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 I. He is the Grand Marshal of the fucking apocalypse, after all. What I saw from Nagash uh, exceeded my expectations for them touching War Scrolls on big, iconic, sweet heroes. And so I just, I, at this point, I basically just expect Archeon's War Scroll to get cleaned up. The language, the rule language and stuff. Yeah, like I might have to, I might have to rebuy Archeon. Oof. Oof. And I, I guess that's another question is, is, have you seen enough to like be hyped back up? You do have some of your, your STD models. You didn't burn them all. Um, you, no, I didn't burn them all. You, 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 uh, you, you shipped them off to Canada where they got burned, uh, by a yeah, I burned them. I burned them on eBay for $800. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but are, are you thinking of, re, uh, of, uh, of jumping back into the war band, man? I don't, yeah, no, I'm Arch, Archie will be a, a while away, but I got the Varengarden painting. I got chaos warriors. I'm going to order that up. I got I'm doing zine right now though. I finished that first. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe for Midwest meltdown, I'll have those painted. Cool. You can give me give me a couple months and then buy get a big order of all those. I'm super interested. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in the barbarian style. I will go with the uh, the untamed beasts. I got I got the the dark oath lady, whatever her name is, the dark oath war queen. Mm-hmm. I got her painted up. I got that uh, I got that shadespire war band that looks like the untamed beasts. The god sworn hunt. They look sweet too. Right. I love them. I, lo- I love Conan. <laughs> I love that aesthetic. I, lo- I love just like muscly dudes and awesome scantily clad chicks with spears and stuff and yeah, hunting dogs and 
it's like people who live in wild places and are badass just simply by virtue of existing in wild place and why wouldn't they follow Archeon? Right. Well, they they actually um so you basically what you're saying is you is you want Conan and Red Sonia the army. Yeah, dude. Oh, Red Sonia's the best. I was reading some Red Sonia the other day. <laughs> rad. Um rad. No, I I they actually mentioned in in one of the lore lore things here that like they pre- that a lot of the world is actually uh chaos um like slaves to darkness because for the most part yeah. Yeah. yeah, for the most part, Sigmar just kind of, like, closed up, backed off, and so just, like, left everybody out in the wilds, everybody yeah. in, in all the conquered civilizations to just fend for themselves, and so the vast majority of those those folks... People, people are indeed disenfranchised with Sigmar. Uh, that's Archie's lore himself, if you want to get into lore here. We could go, we're, we're already kind of talking about it, so yeah. So, do people know the story of Archeon? Pretend that pretend that there's listeners that don't. Archeon was a paladin. He was a good guy. He served Sigmar. And then one day he was like praying and he was down on his knees and he just got so jaded that Sigmar wouldn't answer his call. And he said, Sigmar is not going to do anything for me. He became an individual and he marched out and he said, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm going to become the most badass mofo to ever live. So he went out, he started taking smashing heads start taking names and get just going to find like the biggest dudes around. And then he beat them up and killed them. And then he went to the next, he's like, who's the biggest dude around here. And so he went and got them and killed the biggest dude. And he started finding art artifacts. So he, that's how he got his armor of Morkar. That's how he got his eye of Ed Sheeran. That's how he got the slayer of Kings. That's how he got his, um, what's the other one? He has, I, I can't remember the, Oh, the crown. Um, he's got the crown too. And so he's got all these artifacts and then the chaos gods started to take note, and they were like, "Oh man, this guy is just leading chaos warbands around and killing everyone." So they each sent a champion to kill Archie, and Archie killed each of those chaos champions, and then fed them to his horse, and his horse got more huge every time that happened. So his horse <laughs> started to transform into a dragon, and then it grew three heads after he killed all each of the four chaos god champions. Pretty. Memorable. And then he, then he did the end times. Yeah, he's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So he did the end times, but we haven't really, we haven't really caught up with with uh, with Archeon pretty much since Age of Sigmar. Like we've had bits here and there. There's been some, uh, you know, like uh, there's been some Black Library books, but like as far like the, a lot has happened. You know, we know what Nagash has been doing. He's been yeah. He's been making various legions. He's made the Bone Daddies. He's got he 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 has all these tortured souls that he's unleashed upon the world. He, he did the Black Pyramid, the Necro... We know everything Nagash has been doing, like, uh, doing... Archeon's kind of... He's went quiet since he, he succeeded, thoroughly succeeded at his at his goal. Yeah. In the world that was. And so I'm just... I'm just interested to see um, what they do with all of that. I'm um, interested to see what they do with a true champion... Instead of pushing a jobber like Nagash into the main story. Ouch. Ouch. Nagash has also succeeded at most of the things he sets out to do. The thing is, is like, Nagash is so awesome. They have to plot armor the world from Nagash. Like, they just, they just like, oh man, Nagash is way too good. We have to like cheat code him with Skaven. Otherwise, we just don't have a game anymore. With Archeon, they're just like, oh yeah, let's like keep writing our Mary Sue. And then he's got an extra head. 
and then he can breathe fire and then he gets armor and a yeah. sword it's like a it's like a it's like that your first player character but he did D &D, that all himself man in D, D your first yeah i mean wesley crusher did everything in himself too but he's still a freaking mary sue like it's like the first player character you ever make in Dungeons and Dragons, and you just like keep leveling him up and getting. And then I got the coolest sword, and then I got the best armor, and then I got this fucking yeah, crown. Exactly. <laughs> That's the path to glory, man. And everybody tries to walk it, and only succeeds. And only he succeeds. All right. Well, so so this actually um, was was sort of. Uh, yeah, believer. He killed Nagash, but so did every. Like who hasn't killed? Well, because it's part of Nagash's plan, though. Is is like he's like death is meaningless to Nagash to someone like Nagash. Death is very real to Archeon, you know? Like, the threat of death is is a thing that he has to consider, which is probably why yeah. he hasn't been doing anything and, like, groveling like a coward someplace hidden in the mortal realms. <laughs> yeah, pride is big for him, too. I know Nagash doesn't have any have any of his dignity left over after dying to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, man. Um, but, yeah, so, so like, he's... Uh... They, 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 as far as the lore, this is like actually a big, big news is that Aaron Dempsey, Bo, uh, 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 Dembski Bowden is writing, has written the lore now in the, the Slaves to Darkness tome. And even if you just look at like this intro pitch for the Slaves to Darkness lore on the community site, where they're like, beyond the walls of Sigmar's fledgling civilizations are countless fallen empires and barbarous tribes as diverse as the realms themselves. While well, the Stormcast Eternals and the forces of order see themselves as liberators, the slaves to darkness see them as cravens who abandoned the people of the mortal realms at the hour of their greatest need. And so, like, Ever yeah. Chosen, or not Ever Chosen, but, like, Slaves to Darkness, they, they actually kind of think of themselves like the, the protagonists, the heroes, the, the... Yeah, they've been abandoned, of course. Yeah. yeah. Then they'll be super jaded, and then, like... I don't know, some of the Stormcasts are jaded too. Like, they got pulled out of their lives when they were fighting and Sigmar ripped them away from that. They couldn't die with pride while fighting against chaos and they left all their families to die. Mm. Right, right. And so, so like, the one thing, when, when Warcry was announced, it started to kind of fill in some of the world a little bit. Cities of Sigmar was announced. I think the world got filled in a little bit more. And even Ossiarch Bone Reapers, or Ossiarch Bone Reapers, um, like, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this huge chunk of the map in Shyish that, like, we just haven't talked about yet. Like, like, Slaves to Darkness has the opportunity yeah. to do a lot of that. But also, you know, Nagash gets to kind of, like, pass the torch. We, we've, we talked about this a little bit with, uh, uh, with Doug on, on, when he was on, on Rantcast last week. Was, like, Nagash sort of took on the protagonist role for a little while. Protagonist not being the good guy, quote unquote it's just someone who drives the plot who drives the narrative and we had all kind of in our various circles and online thought that like the next person to drive the plot was was going to be archaeon i mean this goes back to even like the nova reveal we thought i think that weekend a lot of us were like oh it's going to be ever chosen it's going to be ever chosen because the dark oath queen and all those things and then like oh no death out of nowhere gotcha again but like now we have this we have this this war cry thing which is really good entry point into the hobby into the lore if you're just if you've you've never played a war game before and someone and you just see a box of of these these war cry models and start playing war cry you're like okay this is awesome you start to familiarize yourself with the mortal realms and then slaves to darkness comes out it says straight up like 
you can play your iron golems in Slaves to Darkness. So now you collect a couple more boxes. You pick up a thing of Erangard. It's just a really good transitional piece from every angle I can look at it as far as like a game and setting and, and just everything you want to do. So whilst I might like make fun of and we'll, we'll banter about uh, who the coolest guy is forever, it's Nagash. But um, it, it, what this book is going to do for the game, I think, is a really really good thing the same way i thought what cities of sigmar was going to do for the game this this year is a good thing like they're both just they're both just like great segues into the game from several different avenues they help build the world these mortal realms out um and they give us a jumping off point going forward um you know it's 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 really you know they talk about how like a lot of a lot of the slaves to darkness stuff is focused in um i think it's gurren akshi well, like, down the line, you're like, well, what does Slaves to Darkness look like in Ulgu? And, you know, like, so you just have those, these natural questions that begin to form that I think just makes this, uh, it takes place outside the, uh, uh, what, the eight points or whatever in the, what is it called? The Blood Wind Spoil? It's in the all points. Yeah. The eight points are the all points. So it's, but like, it's just like. Like, it, it just, like, gives you these, like, cool different ways to get in. What I think STD does that Cities of Sigmar didn't do is give you something new, though. And that's where I think they've 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 uh, succeeded the silly, stupid humans. Yeah. <laughs> humans suck. No, um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's where I think they've succeeded. Uh, where, like, they just kind of continue to, like, to push the envelope and refine the process. And I think with, with Slaves of Darkness now, you've got, hey, you've got, like, you can bring in your Warcry models. Also, um, you know, here's a new Chaos Lord on Carrot Cake. Uh, I'm sorry, what is it? Carrot, like something. Carrot, Carrot Cake, like whatever it is. Um, you know, they've got a new Chaos Lord model. Um, they've revamped and revitalized the the Chaos Knights and the Chaos Warriors, which are just like Chaos Warriors is one of those things. It's so freaking iconic. You want to be careful when you touch with, touch it. Like skeletons, everyone knows what a skeleton looks like, so they could take every risk they wanted to to make Ossiarch Bone Reapers. You know what a skeleton is. You know, like a skeleton's a skeleton. So like they got to do whatever. But Chaos Warriors. I mean, I, I always go back to uh, uh, Hero Quest. Um, of course, that that the the sort of quote unquote Chaos Warriors in there were. Uh, designed by the same person who in turn like designed chaos warriors for warhammer at the time like that was my it, it was so like visually what is this awesome thing you know i'm listening to freaking led zeppelin at the time or or whatever and i'm seeing yeah, these models i agree for me for me it was chaos marines too yeah chaos Space marines that got me into warhammer because i look you look at them and you're used to like big dudes in power armor from sci-fi stuff and what if they could be warped and messed up and their armor starts evolving and getting more ornate and baroque and like their armor comes like alive with a, a hideous transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really cool. And I, I look at these chaos warriors and I'm like, yes, like this is yeah, what the whole, the whole aesthetic of all chaos really is nailed every time that GW touches it. They've really got that down. These guys are, are just miles better than the classic sculpts, which are great sculpts anyway. These have tons of life to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't look like it. I'm hoping if you can move the arms a little bit up and down, 
this is just the best kit. Well, that's where they said in their kit focus, they said the poses and the kits are designed to maximize character and dynamism uh, while still fitting in alongside your existing Chaos Warriors. Yeah, expand, blend. Well, all you can do with the old models, if you if they have shields, all you can do is one arm up and up yeah. and down. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they, they talk about the... Uh, you know, like it does. It does have a good look to it, though. Sorry to interrupt. It does have a good look because you think of them as. Like, I'm sorry, you cut out there. Like marching straight forward. Yeah. Chugging along. Yeah, yeah. So you think of them like marching rank and file, and and so yeah. on and so forth. That that that. Uh, yeah. Look um, at them, and you can almost hear them marching, go thud 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 through the chaos wastes. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty metal. Um, yeah, they, so they, they talk about you're going to have head swaps readily available for all yeah. the, the Chaos Warriors. You can give them faces and stuff. I think that's really cool. I love that. I love these faces, man. They're great. Oh, man. I love these faces. I mean, the helmets are cool, too, but the face just really breaks up the model, especially on the old models, which are, like, virtually all armor and fur. Mm -hmm. See, I, I like these helmets. I think they're something just, like, so quintessentially badass. Like, look at this fucking dude. He's got, like, the one eye gouged missing... The freaking yeah. arms that come to the peak. This this is awesome. Like this is I just yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, so they're is, all good. Yeah, so it's really cool. I um if it's anything like the Osiark Bone Bone Reapers where they're very much made to like you you kind of push two parts together and then like put the head on and like you're good to go. You know you got your your like arm, but like you swap the heads and tweaks the arms around. Like I haven't built like the same two at all yeah so so like I, I if it's anything like that and i think it goes beyond that personally just looking at for at the details on these sculpts like i think you're gonna have some some real dynamic poses to them and they're gonna they're gonna have I, I also don't mind like a bunch of mono pose models it's a the war cry stuff kind of worries me a little bit the when the mono pose does bother me is when they're like super dynamic so like a guy throwing a spear it's gonna be very clear that the two guys throwing spears are the same model because they're so they have so much movement to them. Fair but I got like eighty clan rats of the old hero quest models, and I painted each of them with just different color combinations, and it looks great together. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the old the old slambos, the old chaos warriors who are all yeah. standing like this, and they somehow all look different. Or you think of the old dwarf models with their beards; they each have a different colored beard. It's easy to use color to break up the model. Yeah, let's look at these knights. Oh man, these knights are miles better than the old knights' models. Right. These are so 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 much better. No, like this one's like actually like rearing up, and like you can see him like he's like adjusting direction, like about to levy the spear. Yeah, like I like they got they still got weight to them. They they look and they like I'm looking at just a picture of them and. I can like practically feel the weight, like phantomly. I'm like these guys are. You can, get a, you can get a sense of how fast they're going from the sculpt due to their armor. They're not going to be full full gallop, but you can see. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only one that looks a little bit questionable, and maybe it's because he's blocked a little bit, is this one in the back left. It does look like the horse is like pimp strutting a little bit, as opposed to like sauntering or running. He's got like the one hoof just kind of kicked up a little bit, like a little daintily. <laughs> but like <laughs> but yeah i don't uh 
I, I just, these look great. I'm a big proponent of, like, cavalry in, in Age of Sigmar. I just, I've always, Warhammer Fantasy Battle even, like, I loved my mounted whites. They're, they're like, my favorite. Well, they're telling us that uh, we're going to get chariots back. Ooh. All right, yeah, uh, I'm for this. Um, I but... sold my chariot out of my, my battle force. <laughs> I sold that so <laughs> And, uh, and one of the things uh, a lot of people are quick to point out is the amount of elf heads that uh, per model is really... There's a really high elf head per model density across all the Chaos models, <laughs> the, the oh. new ranges. So so that's really cool. Um, big fan of the Chaos, uh, the, the uh, Chaos Lord uh, on Carrot Cake. Sorry, on... Uh, what is it? Kakarot. Kakarot. <laughs> um... He he looks pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and I like that they're doing some of the points of like visual consistency, where like you've got like the Stormcast Eternals. Well, they even point out here in this article, um, where you've got the like these mounted champions in the mortal realms have some like recognize they're recognizable across like it, the Liege Cavalos versus this Chaos Lord versus like Vandis Hammerhand and stuff like that. You look at them and you go, oh. You know, like these these models, there's a they they look like they live in the same world, even though they're very different. And I like that. I, I really like that. As opposed to like, no, we really did just bring this in from generic other fantasy. No, like this this is the game's workshop per, like vision. Uh, and like I just I like that that there's a sort of uh, there's a really like good juxtaposition between them. Like they they look similar, but they're different, and so you have that like consistency. It really draws you in, I think, to the world. So I'm really pre pleased with that. Um, since we're on the subject of models, I think we got to talk about these. Uh, the most mixed reviews I've seen so far for the model ranges is of these endless spells. Uh, do you have an opinion on them? Just how they look? We don't. I don't know that we know the rules yet. Yeah, one, I mean, one's a wall of spikes. It's kind of yeah. whatever. Meh. <laughs> Flaming Chaos Star is kind of cool. The one blowing fire is fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. Like that I, I almost Chaos Star head just blowing fire. Yeah, yeah. It's... I'm getting that one. I'm painting that fire like bright blue and purple. It's a big fire too. It looks like so you can get a bunch of colors in there. Like pure warp fire is coming out. Wreck people. Yeah. See, I, I like that one the, by far the best. It's uh. It reminds me of like a doom, like a doom demon from yes, like the video exactly. game. Exactly. I'm just doom. Like, oh, I love heads too. I love like creepy heads like coming out of walls, like the heads in Berserk during the eclipse with all the heads come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like it's fucking cool. It's just it it. Um, the other two, uh, you know, I'm whatever. The you got to have your uh, your your undivided symbol, I guess, and like, and then sometimes you just have you have to make a wall of spikes apparently. So, um, but like. I don't know. There's, there's spikes. Some people will really flex their non-metallic metals painting skills on that and make it look pretty sweet, I guess. But um, no, I'm doing I'm doing all mine in true metallics. I'm messing around non metallics for these. All right, right on. I uh, use, why? I use AK Interactive uh, wax-based metallics, and they're fantastic. I'm sorry. One more time. What are those? AK Interactive true metals wax-based metallics. Huh? How do those differ from like a go ahead there it it functions the same as like an oil uh-huh with a faster drying time okay so you put on your brown 
I think you, you could just poke up, poke at it with your with your like copper, and then you poke at it with a gold, and then highlight with a brass, and then you just go in and uh, feather in. It stays wet for days. Go in and feather in. If you need to wake it up, you can wake it up with some spirits, and oh, you right. just feather, feather in some colors into the recesses and give it some life. And you're done. Yeah, that, that's very much uh, like a. I actually, when I did two dimensional painting, we did oil and, and acrylic and we had this agent to make the acrylic function like an oil paint so that it would you're, you're always essentially on a wet wet canvas yeah with oil painting so that's really cool um yeah, it's nice to get those blends together uh with the metallic paints mm -hmm. uh the one last thing is and i don't know if they teased it on warhammer tv but they did mention that there's an unseen like an as of yet unseen beast that will also come with the start collecting i don't i counted the models a couple the it's, in the start collecting? What does it say? It says, in addition to Warband, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I think they mean Unseen in the Mortal Realms, man. I don't think they mean Unseen and, by the fans. And a Chaos Beast we've never seen before. So maybe it's not in the start collecting, but just like there's going to be some new... Oh, it could be. I thought they were referring to the Kakarot. You'll, is that what it is? And then they say, a stunning Chaos Lord mounted on a Kakarot. And, and a, oh, a Chaos. So, no, that's not how that sentence works. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Does it does this mean there's like still some big sweet beastie we haven't seen yet? Oh man, yeah, that'd be cool. Like I'm fucking for that, man. Like new models are sweet. Uh, huge stuff is awesome. Um, yeah, hopefully it's like reptilian like that. Yeah, yeah think cool. there's a kind of spawning pit in the Varen Spire. It's some strange magical warped, but. That's the cool stuff about this. Is it's not like too magical, not too demonic. It's but just you can still tell these guys live some fucked up lives. <laughs> right. It's it's got that like, it just feels like, I don't know, like super fantasy. Like it's just it's cranked up. I, I mean, it just feels cool, is what it feels. Yeah. Yeah, like you're just listening to Nightwish every time, like you're pushing these models around on the on the on the battlefield, yeah. like it just like dilly, dilly, like it's shredding in the background. So it's really cool. Um, so doom demon, um, I guess like now we get to get to the, uh, to the rules, which is really, um, they did do a bunch of these on, on Warhammer TV, but like, we can just talk about some of the implications here, what we think our impressions, um, and, uh, sure. The, the four sub factions, right? Right. Right. And, and, yeah, so like before they even get to the sub factions, they talk about the uh, the marking again. So marking is back. Um, they're going to mark. Uh, you're going to be able to mark your Varen Guard, which they can they did confirm on the Warhammer TV uh, episode right. there. Um, so you will be able to mark your Varen Guard. And one of the things that I really gravitated towards in this community article was them saying um, that like actually your allied units that the keywords are going to actually allow you to interact with with your allied units properly, which is. Design space we haven't really fully lived in before. It's going to open up a lot of lists, man. Right. It's going to open up a lot of lists. How much do you want to take of the nerve? Yeah. How much do you want to take of the corn stuff? How much slanesh do you want to take? Do you want to get that keeper in? What kind of greater demon do you want to ally in? It's possible. Right. right. How many demons do you want in your army? How many princes? There's just going to open up so many individual tactics, and everybody's going to have to learn. And I, I think a lot of lists are going to be good. You're gonna. I think early on you're gonna see 
uh, you're going to see the same trends we, we tend to see with a lot of these these resouped or, or re repackaged or reprinted armies. Now, again, we do have a lot of new stuff here. Um, but I think initially what you're going to see is you're going to see people just busting out their old collections. And so the initial lists are going to be lists built from, like, what do I have? But then people are really going to start to, like, mix it up. They're going to they're gonna pick up a box of, uh, you know, they're going to pick up a box of, uh, of like... Uh, blight lord or lord of blights or something like yeah, that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna start to incorporate other stuff into their existing models and then you're gonna get the the filth list that wins some big event and by filth i use the term loosely just some some flashy list that wins people will like i can already tell you what's gonna win the first event from this oh book. oh hot take what's that okay what's that it's the ravagers the ravagers uh, the ravagers the ravagers are like the classic the classic chaos is how they're pitched right yeah, you want this to... is the Ravagers is the one. The Ravagers command lets your general who you can pick at the start of every hero phase. You can pick a new general at the start of every hero phase. So your general can feasibly, if you're smart at who's good, who's going to survive uh, and who's about to die if he's a general, you pick a new general, and at the start of your hero phase, you can spend one command point for command ability to summon in a unit of 10 uh a war cry war band mm -hmm. yeah that's 50 that's 50 extra models on board edges and you're gonna pick the one who's the fast one is that corvus cabal or the unmade we're gonna pick that one because they're probably gonna have plus one to charge and they're gonna be on threatening objectives they're right. gonna come in from the side and that happens automatically so i've been playing Artfist with the new book and when a unit dies, you get to summon a new unit of Ard Boys in, mm -hmm. of ten Ard Boys. Now, granted, that's probably more wounds with a four-up save, but them just coming in on the side splits enemy attention. Mm -hmm. That's well, the one that's going to win. That's the super valuable one. Well, that's—I mean—that's literally how I win with Beast of Chaos. Is I just I constantly bring stuff on board edges and like and just disrupt disrupt the flow of the game. Like, bringing stuff on board edges for free is good. Teleporting stuff onto board edges, not so good. Correct. Bringing stuff on deep striking is not so good. But bringing stuff on three automatically, that's the one that's going to win. Right. You'll see so you'll see somebody really savvy uh, just bogging down the board and using... You're just going to get one unit of 10 for free, just popping out and blocking off a gnaw hole, turn one. And their gnaw hole shut down. And then they got to go deal with that. And that's going to be enough for a good player to... to cycle that to an advantage and win that's the one well and this is this is one of the like the game concepts that um sometimes is like elusive to like a like a newer player which is recognizing that that time as a component of play and we don't we don't mean like literally slow play what, what i mean is um like you can do infinite damage uh, as like a unit like which elves uh you know, we were, we were running the math on six Blendermen, fully uh, Blendermen being the 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 name we've given uh, Necropolis Stalkers and Osiric Bone Reapers. Um, like, we, we were running the math on, on fully buffed Blendermen, and it's like, they do something like 40 damage after uh, on a, against a 4-up save. Like, that's practically infinite damage, right? Like, one can take 40 damage. There's a lot of things that can do infinite damage in the game of Age of Sigmar, but, like, you still gotta spend the turn to kill the thing. And so it almost doesn't matter if you do infinite damage if you have these ancillary or extra summoned units or 
cheap access to cheap chaff or, or whatever it is that says doesn't matter yeah you're gonna do infinite damage to this thing but you're just gonna but you're gonna take a turn to do it and when i played when i played against brendan at dragonfall there was one combat that lasted an extra turn and because of that it did the damage didn't matter just because his dudes were stuck over there for one extra turn i was like hey i might have a chance didn't manage to do it but that's all it takes sometimes is keeping somebody in a place a little bit. You just make people's pieces bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, damage and combos are fun, but piece play is way more important. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And that's that next tier strategy that like, as you begin to play the game, you, you develop. And that's why you're really gravitating, uh, you know, kind of call on your shot here uh, with the ravagers. And I think it's a, I think it's a really, I think it's a good call. I, they, uh, tricks are good. Board, like summoning is good and uh i like the little uh the little like uh like I, so that's that's what that does chaos walk i'm just trying checking an interaction real quick oh uh, so like it specifically uh excludes daemon princess yeah so conceivably you have a generic uh all champions of chaos walk the path to glory. A journey of bloodshed, carnage, and mutations ends in uh, uh, that ends with death. So you either like become a spa a chaos spawn, <laughs> or a demon prince, or you or, die. or a demon prince, or you die. Yeah. So like, I think that's just, oh man, that's gonna be a, such a fun mechanic. Um, you know, people. T this is a pseudo summoning mechanic too. I can see, so people might might hate it naturally, but I think it's a fun. Like, game spawn is is a ton of fun. And it doesn't even have like a full table or a full, uh, yeah, fully fleshed out mechanic behind it. Like Gabe Spawn, yeah, Gabe Spawn was something I thought about too when I was, because it reminded me of the Bloodwalk Warband mm -hmm. of just injecting a new unit onto the board. Right, a new unit. Something I didn't talk about with the Bloodmark Warband. Another benefit was it forces opponents to split attacks. Right. So now all of a sudden you're. You got this little two wound guy, and you're like, "I have to dedicate three attacks for my big monster." Mm -hmm. And so suddenly you're like, "I got to dedicate the attacks." Yeah. Um. So yeah, this this um the path to glory thing I think is really awesome mechanic, and I was checking real quick to see if if you have this like weird. Come here. <laughs> James is trying to eat your bed. Um, no, he's licking his paws. Come here, little anxious guy. Yeah, um, the uh, the champion, the the uh, walk the, the the path to glory thing. It looks like it won't interact directly with the glory for taking, which is unfortunate because it says it can't be a daemon prince. So you can't like have a factory of of dudes ascending to to glory and then and then turning and then working with the edge. Uh, this, this is the one I like, and it's the most thematic one for me too. Mm -hmm. Hordes of barbarians yeah. and a bunch of barbarians. I get the, some of the old marauder models. Maybe get some flatulent dumb. You get some third-party barbarians and a bunch of the the Warcry guys. Right on. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it just looks great. Rally, you say you're going to summon. One. Yeah. 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 So that's the one. Um, that... Go on. I'm thinking. You know, another thing that's just going to inject so much that I just thought of to list building is really all they needed to do to make you take mortals in unmarked armies was just to make the scrolls of. Chaos Warriors and Chaos Martyrs a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The heroes and stuff. A little more synergies. Right. 
right? And I, I think they certainly have an eye toward that, and like, so you know, early. My early gauge of this this army, and I keep comparing it to Cities of Sigmar, but I, I really think it kind of nestles, uh, nestles in there. That being said, I do see the the some of these mechanics going a little bit further than some of the mechanics we saw in in Cities. Cities had, I think, two standout mechanics, really, like truly standout mechanics, and then otherwise it's bonuses to hit, basic synergies, yada yada yada. But we weren't really seeing anything like brand new or drastically different with cities. Just yeah, it made you an army, and if you play it well, you can win. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but what I see in here is them actually like pushing the envelope with mechanics again, which is really it just. It's, yeah, that's what it, you want to see. It's that's why I'm arguing on so much. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, it's good. Obviously, it's always going to come down to it's always going to come down to the, the the points and the full book and how it all plays together, but. The early, my early impression is they push the envelope. They have some interesting abilities. I'm not interested in you lining up your 10, you know, 10 wounds for a hundred points, hits on fours and fours, no run damage one. And me lining up my hundred guy, like hundred point 10 guys. You know, like I don't, I want to see the interesting combos and interactions. I want us all to like be playing uh, our yeah. game. Yeah, and, and I see this has personality already. You read two of these abilities and you go, oh, Okay, I see what they're doing here. Like, yeah. it, it's cool, and and kind of to that and end, you want to have reactions. You want to have tactical ideas against tactical ideas, strategic ideas against strategic ideas that are, and and having to know what your opponent is up to and finding ways to counter what they're up to. Yeah. That that's what makes the game interesting, and we're seeing that an awful lot, a lot of new. Things. Yeah, like every, every book this year, you can't you. For, for all we say about, like, balance, like the game's on balance. Yeah, there's a couple of standouts this year, but what you can say is that every army plays differently. Nobody feels the same. And the theme is always reflected. The, the army theme is always reflected in the rules, especially, like, war clans, especially with Bone Reapers, most especially, I think, with Ogres as well. War clans, for me, as war clans players, just fantastic theme and mechanics aligning together. Mm-hmm. Gaven most definitely just sneaky sneaky cheaty facer like cheaty facing like yeah yeah it's it's um slanash in their excess you know it, it fits yeah they went way too far with their rules so they're excessive they went too far <laughs> like, they like, went too far yeah no it, and that's the thing is like i think if you step back um you know balance we could talk about balance it's like oh at, at this point i have i obviously have takes on the balance of the game um, I mean, balance is fine. The game is good, right? Balance and good doesn't isn't the same thing. Right, right. And, you and, you want to have a good game. You always want to have a good game, and it's it is harder to get a good game against Slanesh, but you want to get you want you want the game to be good and interesting all the time. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, again, I have takes on I have takes on balance, but it almost feels like a a bit of a dead horse. I think I think we yeah. all we just all want the game to be fair. We you want you want to roll up and have a I'm into, and you know you're listening, and you feel like you have some chances. Yeah. You want that, you want the, you would, it, it's ideal to have a, as, like, as you play a game, to have meaningful decisions to make. And yeah. when you run That's up. That's why we play games, right? That's why right. we don't play Candyland, because there's no decisions in it. Right. Once you, once you get run into, like, these, these imbalanced armies or the Im- imbalanced situations, um, sometimes you don't have meaningful decisions anymore. And that's when yeah. it becomes less fun, right? Like, and, and again, we can talk about balance, but what I look at, I see 
you know, 12 books in the last year, I think, was was where the numbers, like, finally ended up, right? Like, Slaves to Darkness, what, pre-order on the 7th, I think they said? Yeah, it's coming soon. Yeah, no, I think it's... Next or no, next week. Yeah, it's next week. Um, Like, pre-order's coming, so, like, that's going to come in just under the wire. In one calendar year, we've had about 12 books. I think I'd, I'd have to run yeah. the numbers. 12 books. 12 armies. Like, either a revitalized version of the army we haven't, like, we hadn't seen before. Like, for instance, making Fire Slayers. Uh, I know they're kind of like, I think Fire Slayers, uh, man, Vince did his, uh, his, like, Thanksgiving episode, you know? Oh, the thank you're janky. Thank yeah, so you're like, janky. Eight out of 12 are thanky and four are janky. Yeah. Yeah, and, and... I think we should specify the degrees of janky next year. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll let them know our feedback. Yeah, we'll, we'll let them know. But like, How about janky or thanky, janky or spanky? <laughs> what's what's spanky? Was the spankiest. Slanesh and Feck were were spanky. Yeah, yeah, they were they were too spanky, too spanky, perhaps. No, I like, but but like Fire Slayers, I choose I choose Fire Slayers here because I think that was one of the ones, um, the kind of quote unquote forgotten army of the year. Yeah, um, and part of it I think has to do with distribution. It was hard to get a hold of. Hearthguard Berserkers were just out of stock forever, right? Like I think part of that, you know was i think that was part of it um and like the models are samey and it's got just like some of those hobby hangups that that we see with some armies but even then you look at old fire slayers versus new fire slayers the fire slayers players who are still committed to fire slayers are really fucking happy with with what they with that like all they really they just gotta put out two kits they just gotta put out like a kadai like a fire elemental and then they gotta put out like a a cavalry-sized lizard, like a flame lizard, and then you'd be good. Then that oh, army would look awesome. Perfect. Yeah, you you break up some of the monotony. Yeah, you pick variety. Yeah, you break up some of the monotony. You add some variety. But again, like Magmadroth baby, baby Magmadroths, <laughs> like a Magmadroth swarm, where it's just like a bunch of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go to the next one. You were talking about these Kabbalists. Yeah. So so Kabbalists here is this is the one I read, and uh, so Ritual Corruption. I read this and I went. Ooh, you like, would like this one. <laughs> We're gonna send this one to Darren's list diaries. Yeah, yeah. So this that's one... a lot to parse through. This one's interesting. So you pick one friendly Kabbalist unit within three inches of the wizard performing the ritual on a what is that? A three plus? On a, a three, three plus? Up. Yep. D three models from that unit are slain. Hell then yeah. so you sacrifice some dudes, and then you pick a predatory endless spell within twelve inches. Not holy of them. And then that predatory spell gets to move uh, distance depending on whether you roll a one, two, or three for your sacrifice. So if you roll a three, it can go up nine inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get to just how to sequence do, do a sacrifice and then make a make an endless spell go again. So what endless spells off the top of your head can you make pulse twice? Purple sun. You can... <laughs> the purple sun, yes. Yeah, purple sun. Oh, dude, someone, someone's wildfire Taurus, like in Beast of Chaos, like so. Can, the only allies Beast of Chaos have is Slaves to Darkness, so conceivably we can ally in there. So you bring in a, you bring in a, um, <laughs> you bring in the a Great Ray Shaman or a Grashrak. Cool. You bring in Grashrak and a wildfire Taurus, and now his lords left and right. <laughs> yeah, and so now you can wildfire Taurus twice. Uh, like, or like if you're out of sequence, like, so like you take, you take priority, someone flings the wildfire Taurus at you 
and then you just like murder three guys and throw it right back at them. You're like, you're like, <laughs> like catching the bullet. You're like, thanks. It's so oh man, like this is the sort of thing where like I, my my brain just races with like. I'm those... not I'm not even gonna parse any of that. I can't wait to see what people bring with this one. It's oh, gonna be silly. It's so like I think it's I think it's silly and and and, and I hey, think man, and we're also just we got Zine Chunless spells on the way too. Yep. So those need to be kept in mind when they design them. Yeah, whatever Doom Fire Another face nine does. inches on these, just well, whipping it, them left and right. So it that's almost, gonna be good. It almost doesn't matter how much they move, quote unquote, because it just matter. It really matters that they have moved because the language in all the endless spells is when uh-huh. this completes a move, it does the thing. So yeah, like and Andrew, it can also move soul bound ones, your whatever life linked ones. It says pre- predatory endless spell, so yeah, I can move my predator away from them or yep. my my uh, my friend bird. You can push my uh, my shrieker out of range, so like I'm not getting the plus one. Like it's it, there's so much, like it, there's so much like I just see like the tactics and my brain just it just spirals. Yeah. Also, it's, ability it's, base fun ability one ability Interactions like this. These are super interesting. Yeah, and and this was like when I saw for, the same thing happened when I saw the cities of Sigmar rule for uh for endless spells like getting souped up for them like i'm like oh that's really cool like now it unlocks a whole different like tier of play with endless spells that you weren't necessarily going to play before um and and also it really is worth noting that you're murdering your own dudes and nothing is more hardcore than that my beast of chaos might actually just become slaves to darkness now the more i think about it (laughs) like i always think of uh jeffrey rush from mystery men yeah you see, I kill my own men. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, this is so cool. Like it's it's yes, it's that a, would be fun. Yeah, and it. And then yeah. that's only one, so they probably got a couple more. Yeah, they, they can do. Yeah, who and knows then also what... not not to mention now with all these, everybody gets their own artifacts. Everybody gets their own command abilities mm-hmm. or command traits. So that's also going to be good stuff to build around. Right. Yeah. So that, so that's going to be cool. Um. You know. Man, like, yeah. So, I mean, I just think there's that, that's a lot of fun. I think the list science from just that alone, that ability alone, and, like, looking at all these endless spells. The counterplay against opponents' endless spells now. Um, yeah. Devaluing, cool. devaluing the priority choice because, you know, if they, fl- they fling their silver sword, or, you know, their racist swords at you or whatever they do with it, you can just murder three guys and fling it right back at them and get the value out of it too. Like, you're paying a price. You're killing three dudes, but like it's it's awesome. Like it's just They're awesome. marauders, man. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. They deserve to die. Like, and you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. So like, and awesome. then we got we got the despoilers. Yep. I these ones for me not don't do it. Not, so what we see? Well, I I hope they have like two other rules. This doesn't seem like good to, that good alone. Mm-hmm. But I do love again we see interesting rules design that works well for age of sigmar i love the design of messing with terrain okay so the design space so cool so real quick is twisted dominion is what the uh what the despoilers get this is a friendly despoiler daemon prince finishes a move within six inches of a terrain feature you can give that terrain feature the pitch black and nightmare chasm scenery rules below until your next hero phase so pitch black models are not visible to each other an imaginary straight line yada yada this is the line of sight rule and yeah. uh, at the start of each hero phase, uh, roll a dice for this feature on a six. It deals some mortal wounds, so like, meh, whatever. Uh, it it kind of turns them into awakened wildwoods, essentially, right? Like, yeah. so you're, it, but like, it, it's I, I don't really know. You need it. 
you're not really going to probably base much strategy around this. But that being said, we don't know if demon princes are just going to be straight ballers now and you're going to run six of them and turn everything to pitch black so nobody can shoot you might be pretty sweet. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like the shooting meta, shooting meta, shooting meta, shooting meta. We keep hearing about this. We keep hearing about this. Like this plays hell with this plays hell with uh, like this is a very re- uh, preemptive uh, this is a rule that's very very much preempting, like, shooting armies and shooting lists. Yeah. So, like, that's cool. We don't know spells that they have. Maybe they have some sort of combo off of when when terrain is pitch black, then you get to, like, cast Everd's Black Tentacles from the pitch black terrain and do some real sick shit. Like, we don't know. So, like, there might yeah. be some lore spells that, that play cool. with this. Like, Impending Darkness is coming. Yeah. It could tentacles come out of it. That'd be sweet. Yeah. So, like, I think I, there's... I mean, it's kind of then you're like a like a builder hero in a MOBA. Oh, yeah. I build this here. I build now. I can put threats out this way, even though I myself kind of suck. But yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's cool. Like um, the design space is what's really a, like a win here. Rules wise, I think it feels a little underwhelming on on the surface, but like the flavor of it, to back it up and it works. Yeah, but the flavor on it is cool, and I can see the theory behind it. Like line of sight blocking, and you have these demons flying around corrupting the land. That's really yeah, cool. Also, I you can like turn more interaction with terrain game. Yeah, and and the other like sort of the final point here is that you can turn people's faction terrain against them. Uh, so anyone who like beasts of chaos like to crowd around our own herdstone, yeah. you've now turned it into a liability. It's on a six up, which is what I think kills it. It could just yeah. do. It could just do the mortal wounds. Four up. Yeah, four up. Four up D3 mortals. And, like, and maybe there's a command trader battalion that changes it or a spell. Right. So like you cast it on and then it just automatically does D3. And yeah. that would be really yeah. cool. Maybe their whole spell lore is about it. Yeah. There could be some cool stuff. Who knows? But I like the design space. Um, and then speaking, finally. Speaking of design place. Yeah. Design space. Let's go to the one that's got the Twitters in a tizzy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one we could practically do a rant, a rant cast. Uh, like in and of itself on this this is dark prophecy um Um, yeah you read it and then right right so this is this is for the ever chosen uh the ever chosen sub faction first of all fucking awesome making ever chosen the sub faction by the way i'm that this pleases me greatly um so hell yeah um reduce the price of your varengard by half (laughs) 40 varengard let's go uh, you'd have to paint 40 Varengard, though. You might still be painting that army by the time the next GHB comes out and lowers their points. Um, yeah, that's also, that's also what, $4,000? Yeah. Uh, you can use this command ability. So Dark Prophecy is is their command ability. You can use it is, is Everchosen command ability. You can use this ability at the start of your hero phase, if Archeon is your general and on the battlefield. If you do so, roll a dice and keep the result hidden from your opponent at the start of the battle round. Before players determine who is fir- uh, who has the first turn, you can reveal the result. On a one to three, your opponent must take the first turn of that battle round. On a four to six, you must take the first turn of the battle round. This is a very powerful effect. Um, now, there's a logistical issue here. The logistical issue is the one that's that I think most people are 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 just in a tizzy about on Twitter. Um, it says that you roll a die and you keep it hidden. Now, this isn't a I don't think this is an issue playing with your buddy at his house or even in I've heard some horror stories of like some people's like that guy at the LGS and I can see that being a bad thing. But 
my average experience at the are LGS. You ta- are you talking cheating, Andrew? I'm not talking <laughs> cheating. I'm saying pushing the line of what legality is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not worried about cheating. I'm worried about you. So you do it in cup, obviously, right? Right. You got and like you just. Then it's in the way, and somebody teleports their dude. You knock the cup over, and everybody sees it. I feel so bad if I knocked the cup over and I got to see it was a one. See, that's a different I feel thing. so terrible. Yeah, and see, where and are you going to is... put it? You going to put it on the floor in a tournament? You going to put it in the middle of the table? You are going to put it like? Oftentimes, the whole table gets used, so you'd have to be really careful. Or like, I know you call the TO over. How many Archeons are there going to be at the event? I guess the TO has got to remember all of them. You should, hey, this is the one for this one. Then you can move the diet and call the TO back and tell you. Yeah, it's, it might cause a little bit of a problem. I I would hate to get that die knocked over. That's my thought. Because if you're high, how are you going to hide it? Uh, yeah, there's some... Um, uh, I mean, it's just a logistical issue. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about cheating, which is kind of where I was going with that. Is like I've heard horror stories of the local, local scene. Um, you know, bumping the die... If it's in, say like it is in the cup, you don't necessarily see it, but now you bump the die. Your opponent swears yeah. it was that a two, they, like they knew it was a two, right? But like, they're, got, they're like getting really upset. They're like, my whole game, my whole game is ruined because this got bumped, and then like you feel really shitty. You don't know what, what to do. The TO comes over and they, yeah. I'm sorry, it says a two, and then like everybody feels bad. Yeah, it's like there's a, there's a lot of feels bad available for this. So like. Could happen, yeah. This is one of those. I think I mean, that... It's not just it could happen. Like that's likely to happen. Like, yes. Models get knocked over. Stuff like that happens. I like pick up my. Di- I I have like specific red wound markers. Uh, of dice, and I pick them up all the time and forget how many wounds a model had. I do it every game, even though they're bright red. Uh-huh. That's a that mis- people make mistakes like that. You're yeah. gonna like you try to move and you're like just move the dice cup out of the way because you forget it's there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you get in the, the moment, you're in the crunch time at the end of the end of a tournament, so now you're just moving stuff to, yeah. like, clear out and play the game. Like, it happens. We, we bump models all the time. We bump dice all the time. This is why I'm, I've actually, like, finally swung into the camp of very much for, um, like, actual uh, markers that count down or the little, like, tripods that you set dice in so that they don't get bumped around. So, a um, couple things. Like, I think it's going to get FAQ'd. Um, so like, don't run for the hills yet, everybody. That's that's just something I always. This is just rules on a. Well, it on needs a... an FAQ for the mirror match. Yeah. And it needs an FAQ because you can do it twice, I guess. Yes. So you, you can you can spam this so you can get like yeah. the results. So you obviously want. you can only do it once, of course. Yeah. So like, there's going to be an FAQ there. So like, some of the ba- the the feels bad, but I think as a community we need to come to a consensus. Is the best thing to roll it, see it, and then like write it down on a piece of paper off to the yeah. side now. Right, I think that's going to be something. I mean, that's that's just going to end up being. I do like Dustin's uh, sol- uh, solution here. It's just six millimeter die in a shot glass. Boom. Shot glasses are small and inconspicuous, right? Um, <laughs> plus, like you, I don't, you, you know, could turn it into man? a you coin could... would be better. Coin. A coin is less liable to get bumped and moved around. You do a coin, you put it under something. Flip the coin, put it under the thing. I actually keep a, I keep a various heads and tails coins with me, uh, yeah. and not for. Uh, uh, it's just left over from when I used to run tournaments. Is I'd always have like a, a coin to flip, just in case. But, um, yeah, I, I, I I'm not. So do, you want, do you want my take on this rule? Like as a rule, ignoring all that stuff. Yeah, let's ignore all that stuff. What's your take? 
I played with this rule in a battalion called the Overlords of Chaos with the Ever Chosen. Mm-hmm. It has existed before. Okay. And I can confirm that it sucked. It was horrible. When you say sucked, what do you mean? Like sucked to play against, sucked to use? What do you expect? It did not win me any games. <laughs> Why is that? It did not help you. It does not help you to any extent, aside from a little bit of a fun bluff thing. Mm. But if your opponent is your opponent's going to set up for like either way anyway, right? Mm-hmm. A good opponent's not even going to like try and discern what your strategy is or what you know. They're just going to play for like they're they're going to lose the turn. They're going to play for the worst case scenario always. A good yes. opponent is. Yes. And I played good opponents. Um, but I will also confirm that this was in an environment that contained the following. You had to have the Gaunt Summoner next to Archie to summon the Boon of Prophecy and do this. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes he wasn't there. Also, Varengard were not good. <laughs> so if the army is more good, then maybe that changes. Right, and and I'm actually going to have uh, Jeremy Cooper from the Ever Chosen podcast on in a couple weeks, and and I know we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, talk. Jeremy Cooper! I'm calling you out, Jeremy Cooper. I hope you're listening right now. Are you ready to hear this? <laughs> okay. I'm going to come down to Texas for one of your tournaments and grudge you because you abandoned me when I came to Austin, Texas, because he made up an excuse that his wife had a fever and he had a newborn child that was only two weeks old. So he couldn't meet me for a friendly game in Austin, Texas. See, this is a problem. Jeremy Cooper, man, I would hope you weren't at the Alamo because they would have been screwed. They all would have died. Did they die anyway? I'm not sure because I don't live in Texas. I live in the liberal state. So Jeremy Cooper, I'm calling you out, man. You owe me a game. All right. See that there, the gauntlet's been thrown. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit. He, we've got a little bit of a different take on that. So like, um, by that time, I hope we have we someone has read the a man has read the book on the internet, and then we can go a lot more in depth. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll go a lot more in depth with Jeremy Cooper. Um, but this is the height. So, so the the like the interesting things about that elite ability are the first one is if you get like a result you don't want and you like wanted to give away the turn because it would be better for you, mm-hmm. which often happens, you don't have to look at the die. You can just scoop it off the table and go, let's roll. And then they're like, what? He's crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Archeon's lost his damn mind. He had the upper hand. What is, what is Archeon thinking? Yeah. yeah. And so that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And the other thing is, just knowing you're going to get a double turn. Yeah. Then you can just get a big dick and push all your stuff forward. Yeah, and that becomes a bluff. Then, like, then you're like not playing anymore. Then there's no tension. It's removed a lot of the tension of... See, I I personally, and I'll say as much during the uh, during when Jeremy's on here, um, I actually like mechanics like this. I, I know... I, I love it. I think I, it's fantastic. I know I that... I think it's the design space of this game in a way that a lot of other games couldn't handle because of the openness of Age of Sigmar. And I think I've always... My favorite MOBA was Heroes of the Storm. Andrew, have you ever played Heroes of the Storm? Yeah, I've played, I've played Heroes of the Storm. It was not the one I stuck with, but I've played it. It, it had fantastic ease of... Because you share group XP. 
so it had a, an ease of openness in the, the design space. So there's a hero called Abathur, and he's only got like two two health points, but he puts on uh, he puts a symbiote on people's heads, and he can go all around the map. So he's practically like playing a, an RTS game while everybody's playing a MOBA. So he can jump around and do that. Then there's these Lost Vikings who are three different heroes in one. So they go in all the lanes and farm the XP for the team. Mm -hmm. And the amount of variety of the heroes in that game and the design space in that game was super interesting. And the interactions were super interesting. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of that too in Age of Sigmar with everybody having these abilities and interesting interactions and stuff that like messes with the flow of the game. I love the Activation Wars. I think it's awesome. Mm. I think it pushes the game and makes it like just comboy enough in, a, in a, an interesting tactical way of variety that you don't get from just raw stats. You don't get from just like, give you more move, give you more rend, give your opponent less move, give your opponent less rend, give yourself more armor, give them less armor. Like the movement and playing with how the game functions and the order of rules happening to me is the most interesting part of this game and what it like really keeps it alive. Mm-hmm. And so something like this is super fantastic for me. But I can confirm it sucks. It did not go well for me. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, so so you, th- like you think it sucks, it didn't go well for you ever. Um, I think that the logistical issue of how, how you do this is a bit of a challenge that needs to be solved. But it beyond, does, yeah. as a community... But if we're just talking straight rules, like if... So if I don't know if like every TO, let's say every TO just has all up there at the front, there's no logistical issue or like a computer just solves it for you. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's super thematic too. Like, is it cool? Yes. Is it thematic? Yes. Does it force interesting decisions? Uh, maybe, probably not. I mean, mean, because you're always playing for the worst worst case scenario if you're a good opponent anyway. And if I'm playing... I, I like, you're always, but also like knowing when you get the turn, like knowing that your opponent is going to get the turn back on you, mm-hmm. you're going to play for that. Like if you're a good player, you're going to play that way anyway, unless it's I, the other. So it doesn't give you like any additional information. All it does is free you up to go for a double when you know you can get the double, which to me is, I mean, that's really strong, but it does that make you like think that much? Does Is that an interesting interaction? I'm not sure, and, and I haven't really thought about it too much. It's just it did. It seemed like okay, I get the double now, so I run everything. Or that's all you have to think about. Um, but yes, is it cool? Yes, is it thematic? Absolutely, man. Archeon can see the future a little bit, and he's a master, master tactician. Why wouldn't you want this rule in the game? I really, I really think it's good. I hope it works out, and I hope that nobody's dice or coin gets bumped and causes them a bad time at a tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's that's the that's the main caveat here. Um, if I, the thing I like about it is, uh, I like the mini game it causes. I that's where I like enjoy. Why do I love Hand of Dust? It could just as easily be flip a coin, kill kill the model. It's slain outright. But like right. that, you have to like guess the die. Adds that interactivity, the guessing yeah. game, the bluffing, the shit talk that I personally am a big fan of. Like I'm just gonna talk crap the whole time while you're gonna try to get in your head i like this because i think in a playful manner the the bluff you're adding poker now to the game like you know you're adding the the poker game to it which is what i just enjoy i like but, adding- but, but like in po in poker like there's there's this whole 
like tempo thing and you can bully people and you have these resources that you spend just knowing that you're going to get a double or not get a double I just don't think it affects the game that much. I don't think it affects your opponent's decisions. Maybe not from a, like a table standpoint, but from an interaction, I think it does. I think you you have a conversation. You're like, oh, am I? Hey, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Like, like it it affects the tension of the game. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking from a gameplay standpoint, but it's definitely like injects some new new kind of energy into the yeah. dynamic, work, yeah. which is good, right? It, it's a it's a bit about the narrative, like. Um, it's, it's also cool to think like your opponent doesn't know and you know, <laughs> so like you might, you might feel like you're towering. Or, yeah. Got, yeah. Like you're an RP. Yeah. You're RPing, you know, like you're, you're RPing and you so you're just like, you, you get like this like swagger about you. Like I, like I like stuff like that. You know, I think it preys on the, on the feels bad of the double turn already and, and the, and people's. You know, where you come down on priority versus not priority, you know, people, the the people who already have existing emotions about that are going to feel a lot worse about this because this just plays into part of that. But as you get better at the game, and again, it might surprise you to know that, like, I'm not a big fan of, of priority roles, um, but I accept them as part of the game, so I play to them. Or, or against with and so on and so forth like you just have to be it's a game concept so then you play with it and so like i'm not upset about it in the same way like i can't it's just a game concept you're gonna look at it and go okay um th like i was already expecting to lose priority anyway so i just played that way to begin with and oh now they're pushing all their stuff up now what i now i know what's underneath the their shot glass there in the corner um all right like cool let's go um or or they're bluffing me with pushing all their stuff up, and like, and I played conservative now, and I I I I seated objectives near the center of the yeah. table. I I just think that that's gonna make for a. I I look forward to it actually. Like I'm looking forward yeah, to it. I guess we, yeah, you you would man because you're a showman like that. I, <laughs> I can imagine you like rolling the die, looking at it. You like, yeah. Look up at your yeah. opponent, and you're like, hey man, you better go grab a sandwich. I'm gonna be doing stuff for a while. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and, and I mean, you. And, and then you, they come back with their sandwich, and you're like, you ready for you ready to take your turn at the top of two? <laughs> what? With sandwich in your mouth, and you're like, haha, caught you with your pants down and sandwich in your mouth. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see you. I can see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to it. Honestly, it's. I think it's neat. Um, and uh, yeah, I, also, I, mean, I mean, I'm really happy about it. I, as it. I, I think a good player will uh, be be not too affected by it. But hey, man, if uh, you are, if you think about it, if you really want to go for doubles, you are changing it back to a 50% chance mm -hmm. instead of the whatever, because the tie, you know, I, yeah. ties work out too. You know what I'm saying with the priority rule? Yeah, I know what you're saying. We're like, first, if... first turn win tie, wins ties. So I don't know what the percentage is. That's probably what, 6% or 8%, right? It's, it's a slight, yeah, half deviation. of the 16%. Yeah. So it's like 58% or whatever to for your opponent and 42 for you to get the double. Yeah. So you, you bump it back to that 50%, which is nice. So that's a strategy too, man, going for doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then. then... I mean, and then you can just run away if you know you're not going to get the double. <laughs> you don't have to risk it for that chocolate biscuit. Then you can just pull back. Um, well, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, like, you're going to play... But then you're pulling back, you know, then you're not... You're not being yeah, aggressive, uh, you're not dictating we'll, the pace we'll of the game. We'll see how they... I'm, I'm interested in playing some games with that. Um, 
I have, I do have, um, in my cupboards, I do have, uh, bowls and plates and stuff like that. So I'll get one of the plates out of there for a base. I think it's about that big. So I do have an Arcan sized base I can proxy using a dinner plate. <laughs> Proxying Archon with a dinner plate or Archeon with a dinner plate. I love it. Yeah, um, just a piece of chocolate cake on there. <laughs> it's uh he's tactically a genius and delicious too. <laughs> So that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, I also want to say I I hope Varengard are good. When I ran Varengard, I uh, ran them with the Corn Lord on Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I tried all different kinds of stuff with Corn Mortals. I tried some Gore Pilgrims. I tried that Overlords of Chaos. I did that Bloodmarked Warband, a Dark Feast, um, all sorts of stuff with Corn Mortals. And the Varengard you could give plus one to wound, and then you give them the spears so they're on the charge. They were twos, twos, ren two, damage two. So just twos across the board. And they're still pretty good mm-hmm. at that. But that was only on the charge. And Varengard were the original activation wars. Actually, it was probably the Dance Macabre wars, right? Yeah, well, the double going... pile-in from Dance Macabre was, was a little yeah. bit of a... So Varengard had a once-per-game double pile-in as well. Mm-hmm. And then Archie could also mark a unit for destruction... So they get plus one to hit against that unit. So when they're fully buffed, they're like, you, you're you going down. And then they go in, and then they once per game pile in twice. And even two of them piling in twice was pretty good. I always thought they needed one more wound, and then they would be a good unit. Because you always lose one, and then, yeah, it just doesn't go well. I also thought a cool, um, when I was thinking about Archeon as being like the tactical genius, I thought a cool allegiance ability would be to mess with coherency. Because coherency isn't something that's been used for design space in Age of Sigmar yet. We've got a couple um, rules that so, for, have, for, like, essentially forced movement, quote-unquote. Like, you are forced yeah. to move closer to me. Uh, which I think... Well, I was, I was thinking about my unit. So, like, Varengard are so badass and can communicate so well that they have a 7-inch coherency instead of 1-inch. That's crazy And the unit still counts as incoherency. That'd be crazy town. I like it. Wouldn't that'd that be, be cool? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's that, that, uh, that'd be really cool. I... And... and as we talk about all these rules and stuff, it really is going to hinge on whether the army is good or not, right? All it's going to hinge on. It's going to hinge on the worst rules and if what people are hitting on with rend and how your shields are, what your saves are. Um, but I just get the sense, given all the books that are coming out, just have been really home runs, um, aside from Beast Claw Raiders. <laughs> we, kind of yeah. The ogres seem good, but Beast Claw seemed a little weak. And well, yeah, I, 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 but I, you can run six stone horns, so. That's good, at least. Right, right. Like maybe they there's some afterthoughts there, and like the changes to Beast Claw Raiders, uh, the you know Morn Fang somehow missing the bite that everybody got, and still hitting on fours when everyone else hits on threes, like all that stuff, you know, miss, yeah. missed opportunities, so on and so forth. Yeah. But like, I I, but, will, I I think the arm is just gonna come right together. I think it's gonna be fantastic, and there's gonna be a lot of choices. And yeah. Is that all the rules we have? Is uh, that everything? Yeah, I mean, they did tease a bunch more in in the Warhammer TV episode, which I just, I simply didn't watch. I probably should have, but, uh, I mean, this is just the cursory build hype, talk about it, things we're interested in. Um, yeah. And then uh, we'll all do the deep dive with, with Jeremy, because um, conceivably the book will be out then. So I wanted to pay, the way I, I paid respects to Oz. Jeremy play Ever Chosen? Do you think a guy who's on the ever Ch- a podcast called the Ever Chosen Podcast will play 
Slaves to Darkness. I wonder. I don't know. I'll ask him. We'll see. I don't know. I tried to play against him, and he wasn't available. <laughs> his family was sick, and he had a baby. Supposedly. <laughs> like, he made up the baby just to dodge a game from you because he's a coward? Is that what you're saying? Well, losing his hometown, obviously. <laughs> he didn't want you coming into the, into I his I see right through this the way that Archeon sees getting the next priority. Oh, man. So, I mean, just, just, oh, man, you got to spend the command points, though. Um, so, uh, AOS Coach here says he likes the coherency idea. Uh, a bit like 40k. Uh, Varengard are too expensive, way too pricey. I think, Smoochie, that, uh, like, Vince actually broke it down pretty nicely yesterday on Warhammer Weekly in terms of, like, the cost of an army and how it ends up actually making for an affordable army. Uh, and... Honestly, painting one of them, you might as well be painting 40 fucking skeletons because they take so long to paint. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could paint 40 golden demon-worthy skeletons in the time it takes me to paint that. Well, I mean, he has like he has like two skeletons with bone on them. <laughs> All those panels. If you have, yeah, you can show those pictures of what I'm working on if you've got those. Uh, I think yeah, I you sent those in, in, in the Facebooks. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about your hobby here. Um, so are you going, you're going to PACA, yeah? Yes. Uh, I will bring Zinch to PACA. Really? Yeah. I, this is news to me. I didn't know you were bringing, uh, I didn't know you were bringing Zinch. Yeah. I have about a third of it done. I have a lot more to do, but I get two weeks off for Christmas at my job, so. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I get laid off in January for a month, uh. So, um, don't what worry. Uh, Oscar Bone Reapers is the plan, and I am, uh, so I, I didn't make Wapaka last year for reasons. Uh, I had the opportunity to, and I just, I, I don't know. Um, this is like a makeup year for me. Like, I'm getting to go, and like, it's like a, like a long journey finally reaching its conclusion that, like, should have happened a year ago, so I'm actually bringing Nagash again. Uh, like I should have brought, like I should have been there last year with Nagash. So, yeah, buddy. So I'm bringing Nagash this year. So Wapaka is oh. the best tournament. It's my favorite thing. It was my favorite, probably like my favorite couple days of last year, and it, it started early in January. I grew up in Stevens Point, which is about 20 minutes away from Wapaka. Uh -huh. I played when I was 13 years old. I played with the guys who did Wapaka. They were in their 20s. So they were the ones who I ever first game with. Mm -hmm. And then I, I got to meet them again going to Wapaka their tournament. So it's like going home with me. Yeah, yeah, so that's cool. And, and everybody's just got the spirit. Everybody's got the best spirit of the game. Everybody's yeah. talking. Everybody's looking at the everybody's armies. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing Nagash uh, because he should have been there last year with me. Uh, so I'll bring in Nagash. Uh, he will be in his new facelifted form. Uh, so, you know, be prepared for Nagash in, in Ossiarch Bone Reapers. But I'm told that, that that's fine, that, that that's not a problem. It's, it's when you run the, the full on Petrifex monstrosity. So yeah, I'm going to run Petrifex Nagash, right? Yes, I am. Of course. Cool. Yeah. YOLO solo Nagash. Like... I mean, that's the thing though, is like, can you make 900 points back with one model, right? That's that's the whole game. 
and like 900 arcane bolts man <laughs> i can't wait it's gonna be so much fun and, the, and that's the thing is like i'm just i'm just being on like i'm going to paca which is like i'm told by many accounts and this it's just been built up in my mind like christmas at this point where i'm like oh it's gonna be so sweet everyone says it's awesome like oh like they do beer hoistings for tiebreakers like i'm fucking about that life yeah you, you know it's just it's this like cross yeah, on between... sunday before you need to leave yeah yeah like this is this is this is at the cross section between like like Wisco culture and Age of Sigmar. Like I just think it's it. So it's like it's kind of like this 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 promised land for me at this point. Um, and I feel it's going there. I gotta be on brand, man. I gotta bring I gotta bring my boy Nagash. So so I'll do that. Uh, it's Good gonna be for a you. Get those two. Get those uh, dudes painted up. And yeah, yeah. I've been on my journey. I've got three. I've got. I finally got three of these guys painted. Uh, I know Smoochie Boochies is in here. Um, his uh, hobby is going great. He's got his bone shaper together as we speak. He's like Frodo re reaching the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm keep bringing, it, keep bringing it up, Smoochie. Get that chip painted. Yeah. Get it done. And I ordered a wet palette. So like I've got that coming in the mail. Um, it's going to change I'm, your life. I'm a real hobbyist now. So I'm looking at your Varengard here. Um, is, is this using the, the wax metals? Yeah, those are the wax metals. Uh, one more time, what were those called? AK Interactive. If you look up AK Interactive, I think they're called True Metals. And you like these over, like, the Vallejos and stuff, huh? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Shots fired at Vallejo Metals. Um... Vallejo, I mean, they're fine. I have, like, Vallejo metals that I use. Mm -hmm. um, but these, I just, I love blending these with the oils. And I love the metals because I don't do shiny, like, super pristine shiny metals. So it's easy to make them dirty and oxidize and stuff. And you just blend them in, man. There's not uh, there's nothing better than just like feathering in some nice some nice shadows into a metals. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a chosen. Yeah, this chaos chosen. Pretty old school. This is like you're talking about like the oxidized, like dirty metals. I love how just yeah. the range of color you get in 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 the metal. Like, I love yeah. it. And this is and yeah, this is make it interesting. This yeah. is the, these AK interactives, huh? Yeah, that's AK metals. Yeah, and then just whatever oil paints you buy at your store. The thing, I mean, you really want to buy oil paints made for models. You want to buy um, Abtalon is the best brand. That's what you want to buy, but they're more expensive, and they're more expensive because the the amount of oil that's in them is uh, suitable to dry faster. Because it, and it there's a lot more oils and stuff that's going to go on a can because it gets sucked up by the canvas so you want to buy oils that are made for minis and abtalung is the best brand mm -hmm. but i don't know if they do metallics but i get the ak oh man that looks really nice i like that that uh his axe whatever that is yeah well this is that, that like color it's almost like when uh you know metal gets heated you can see that like uh that edge it's really cool yeah He's got some green. The purple, purple and red looks just so nice. And yeah, I like the green. It's a little mossy on his shoulder, actually. It's like... yeah, he's he's got some something growing on there. Yeah, so I painted him a while. I was just like messing around. Chaos chosen models that did not age well, and apparently we're not getting new kits, which is too bad. But chaos chosen are real bad, man. They were always like bad brutes, mm -hmm. like brutes that can't go faster and don't hit as hard and cost more. There's my chaos warriors. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you he's need... got it. he's he put on a stormcast head because he found it and he wanted to show 
how bad ASC was. He's like he doesn't like Stormcast. They <laughs> took his they take his friends right before See, they this is died. fucking awesome. Yeah, isn't he cool? This is Kairos? Oh which one that guy? Yeah, the bird. Yeah. Man. No, that's that's just the the big bird. I don't oh, I don't know. I just built it with the random stuff. I didn't know if it was Kairos. Uh, no, Kairos has two heads. That's oh, right, because yeah, yeah. one sees all of the future and one sees all the past with uh, perfect objectivity and neither of them see the present moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he has like the perfectly laid plans, but he doesn't know when to spring the trap. And... Fucking, it's so cool. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. Why is everything in Sigmar so cool? <sighs> because it's a fantasy's fantasy game. It's just, it's so far pushed in, in the no. crazy world. And that's part of the thing is like, the thing that like, can be unbalanced and, and unfortunate is also one of the things that gives it so much personality and life, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, that's where, like, I just, I've, I've, I've grown to appreciate priority role for what it is, you know, where, like, uh, it might surprise you to find out that I don't support, I'm, you know, I don't think it's great, the greatest mechanic. But then on the other hand, it's, like, giving some people that, like, illusion of any given Sunday... Like, I could steal the game if I steal the double turn. Like, giving people that, like, play for the double strategy yeah. when you're outmatched. Things like that make it more interesting than you go, I go, you go, I go. Like, yeah. Um, in the moment, we, like, everyone, I think everyone can can say they've lost a game due to a priority roll, right? Not breaking their way. But on the other hand, you've probably won a game because it broke your way, too. So, um, true. I try to look at the decisions I've made and not the dice, though. Whenever I'm trying to like get better as a player, I, I try to look at the decisions and never the dice, because yeah, so yeah when your when your pieces get foot gorked off. <laughs> All right, come at me, bro. No, it's like a I I'll get at a holy havoc. The reason we beat sporadic Mike and uh, and Jeff was because I got the the foot of Gork off multiple times. There was a terrain piece that basically cast it. And because I was you had to... oh yeah okay it's holy yeah it's yeah holy havoc yeah so it was like I got the terrain piece to like foot a gork his maw crusher like three or four times which meant that Joe was able to like kill it with two Mornfang. awesome you did what I could not I could not kill Mike's uh, maw crusher <laughs> I really like Mike we had a good game he's a great he's, dude he's just, like smiling and like something good happens so he's... something sweet we're like fighting and he's high five little high five here and there. Oh, well, he's, 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 he's got a really great disposition and he like, he genuinely is engaged in your game and he's, his banter game is on point. So he'll like, he'll talk with you like yeah. throughout the whole game. Uh, it was double. So he's given his, like his, his, uh, buddy just as much shit as us. Like, so it was like, great. It was, it was just a lot of fun. I, I told him, I was like, here's what's going to happen, man. Our maw crushers and one of us is going to miss a lot and the other one's going to hit slightly. Yeah. bad. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, that's what you want to do. Like, you just want to... When you're playing huge, awesome crap, you just want it to fight huge, awesome crap, right? Like, you just want to fight. Mark Crusher versus Mark Crusher. I could not do it. <laughs> um, hand do dust it. A oh, I have, hand I have handed dusted a Mark Crusher or two in my day. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Feels great, yeah, okay. dude. So tell me, Andrew, let's let's do this one. Yeah. So you're you're the host. Tell me, what have you handed dusted? And then I will tell you what I've slept with Kings. Oh, oh Okay, so I have handed dusted a Nagash. Uh, I have handed dusted. Um, so you were the true Nagash. Yeah, but I've also I've also lost my Nagash to a hand of dust too. So I've been on both oh, sides. Shit. Okay, so that's unclear then. <laughs> it's still unclear. It's still unclear. Yeah, 
Um, so I, I have handed dusted a Nagash. I have handed dusted a Vlazda. I have handed dusted all like very uh, a Bell. Uh, the uh, uh, Gracier on Screaming Bell or whatever. I've handed dusted one of those. I've handed dusted like the Warpseer, the Vermin Lord Corruptor, the the unkillable one, the Warpseer. I think. I've, Sweet. So I've handed dusted the unkillable one. Uh, I have handed dusted. I've handed dusted a lot of vermin lords because one of the one of the one of the only LGS guys I get to play play Skaven and I just like handed dusted shit all the time. It's really funny. Uh, bad for him. Ma Crusher was like a highlight of of my handed dusting. I've handed dusted somebody's. What army was it? It was. I think it was chaos. I think it was chaos. Uh, mixed chaos. I handed dusted their standard bearer for kicks. <laughs> uh i've handed dusted various like individual like stormcast eternal models to ruin their coherency and i have handed dusted legendarily a star drake i have handed dusted yeah i was next to you when that happened that was a great game can you hand a dust gotrick you cannot you will just do one mortal wound to gotrick yeah anything i think that kills that kills him would just do one yeah he it just does one okay. i i haven't i, I, have I haven't I haven't successfully handed dusted a Marathi, though I've tried to resolve it. She's they just guessed the die. Um, it's it's a dream of mine to hand a dust a Marathi. Like it's like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's on like it's one one of the things I really, really want to do. Um God, I feel like I'm missing like some really important one. Oh yeah, uh Night Haunt Chariot has been handed dusted. Uh and like three other Night Haunt heroes have been handed dusted. Wow. Um Your list is way bigger than my Arcan list. <laughs> I mean, I played Nagash exclusively for, like, an entire year with, like, a tournament, like, a tournament, a, like, a, a, a tournament a month, you know, five games, yeah. five rounds each, trying to hand a dust crap. Like, that said, I usually walk away from the tournament only having hand a dusted something successfully, like, one or two games. Uh, like, I'm never the guy who, like, successfully hand a dust something every game. Like, that's not so. But, but yeah. Oh, well, so what's I've your more stone horns than I can count? <laughs> from... Poor Joe. Yeah, probably like fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, Arcan the Black. Oh, you got Archon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Continue. Uh, Bloodthir Bloodthirster. Didn't get me a bloodthirster uh, yet. Would have would have got that would have got that phoenix if the deadly terrain hadn't got me to smoke. Me. <laughs> uh, got him. Got um a of an old vermin lord, the Warknaw vermin lord. Okay. That was Wayne Kemp's killed his vermin lord. <laughs> Who else did I kill? Oh, Maw Crusher. So you. you got... uh, what are the little fire slayers hero who cares which uh one little nurgle hero don't know which one i haven't handed dusted a guo yet i haven't had that uh, like i haven't gotten me a guo yet no nope, haven't gotten him yet i think that's it for me man or a mag or, or uh like any of like the cool big big awesome nurgle stuff i haven't gotten them yet a lot of nurgle games i just don't get the hand of dust like it I, it doesn't like successfully you know either the, the die doesn't uh, either yeah. the die gets picked or like I don't usually where my combo breaks down is unsummoning my spell port my own spell portal 
Like, I just can't roll that seven. <laughs> like my like uh-huh. I just I just ne- I I basically like I usually get the first the first attempt off, go for the hand of dust. So you gotta get that Lord of Change and get plus two to cast, and then re-roll your failed casts. Well, and here's the thing: is like Nagash finally got Nagash and Archon both now have plus three to on un- their their actual like unsummonings. Or oh, you're right, man. The Lord of Change doesn't get it for dispelling. That's true. So like it, it's. You get it now, but then, like, if you if you use Nagash to remove the Umbral Spell Portal, he can't then himself cast it, so you have to have somebody else do it, and you don't have anybody with bonuses anyway. So you're just, like, trying to roll that 7 straight up with, like, a Necromancer. Traditionally, it's been a Necromancer for me. It'll be, like, a Bone Shaper going forward. Um, and that hot take, I don't think you run... Uh, I don't think you run Umbral Spell Portal in Petrifex Nagash. I, I just don't think you do it. Uh, you can, but... Uh, an opponent, Slayer of Kings, my Carmine Dragon off the table. I did kill Archeon with 40 Freakled Swordsmen, though. He's easy to kill once. Once he mine died to a Soul Grinder. You once yours died to a Soul Grinder? Yeah. Who is running a Soul Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> a guy named Tom. He was the ringer at Bruce City Pro. <laughs> he was wearing a shirt that said... Archie rules, Sigmar drools. Man, I want to get one printed that says uh, Nagash rules, Sigmar drools. Yeah, get it. I've been throwing rules with a Z too. That guy was awesome. <laughs> he was the ringer from hell. He he just like won all his first three games. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just couldn't. He he was allergic to rolling bad too. I so. <laughs> he was like, and he, Brendan told me. He showed up, he was like, I brought this really fluffy list, brother. It's really fluffy. It's got this, it's this thing called the Plague Touch Warband. <laughs> and Brennan was like, you can't run a Plague Touch Warband. <laughs> Is he like, oh, okay, man, I'll, I'll bring this other fluffy stuff. Just a bunch of nerds. He just like, it's Chaos Knights, and he swarmed me, and he killed all my tiny heroes with uh, the Plague Squall, the D3s from the sky. Yeah, yeah, the uh, literally raining, raining filth down on you. Raining um, filth. Aren't slaves getting soul grinders? I, I think I think they confirm soul grinders are sticking around. Yes, soul soul grinders are in, and if you ever put one on the table, I will resign and not play you because they are so ugly. <laughs> so strategies for beating Andrew uh, in tournaments in the Just Midwest. I'm the ugliest army. <laughs> well, I'll be like, I'm not putting my models by this. <laughs> my models are too pristine to be to be besmirched with your ugly with your shit. soul grinder <laughs> well like there's that small part of my brain that's like soul grinders could be cool because it's the doom thing again you know like i'm consistent but but all the proportions are wrong so it's yeah it's, yeah it's just not it's not it's decent just, it's just silly looking yeah yeah um, i don't want to run against silly i want to run against badass I agree. Uh, I want to run. A, I want to fight sweet crap with my sweet crap. Um, so I think we're kind of approaching like the close out here. Um, do you feel like we've adequately hyped people for for Slaves to Darkness? It's going to be good. Like the stuff you want to run is probably going to be good. There's going to be a lot of options. I hope Chaos Chosen gets super choppy and you can run ten of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, knights are going to be probably just a little bit of a buff. They were pretty good before. I think they're going to be a little, little better. 
you're gonna see a lot uh you're gonna see a lot of power pairs with the uh aura mechanics you're gonna see a lot of toolkits available you're gonna see a lot of interesting tactical ideas and probably a lot of it is gonna work together like a box because you're gonna be it's gonna be supported by just some good battle line yeah and it looks like there's some mod modular qualities with the way they're letting you mark everything too and and i the keyword bingo might not be as bad as it it could be i think they just when i saw cities and i'm like okay cities is a good book i'm like and then they announced slaves to darkness i'm like slaves to darkness is going to be a good book the more rules i don't think i don't think it's going to be that the keyword stuff i think it's no. going to be on like marks and you can mark exactly do however you want exactly. so you can you can make it your own yeah, exactly. I see. I see a lot more. I think they're going a lot more that direction than like locking. Yeah, you we have. It's, it's going to be like you can. You got your warriors. You can mark them slanesh so they're fast. You're going to mark them Nurgle so they're tanky. You're going to mark them corn so they're killy. You're yeah. going to mark them Zinch so they ignore spells. What are you going to do? And and I think it's going to be that for a minute. And you're going to be able to build the list to do what you want. So it's going to stick around for a while too because of that. You're going to be able to stick around and adapt to metas. If you got to be more killy, you can be more killy. And the allies' pools are going to be massive. I think you're going to see uh, bring in a little uh, a greater greater demon, bring in some plague bearers, bring in some little little demon squads to, right. or bring in some some fast moving stuff. Uh, the ally pool is going to be interesting to see how people how people make their armies. And the armies are going to look good too because there's just such a good blend of models. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm super interested in God stuff. So I'm buy this, and then I'll probably do chaos for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. So so you're buying back in. You're you're on the hype train. We're shoveling. Coal. Yeah, maybe not Archie. Maybe not Archie. I'm still hard about that. Like you, you just like your heart is broken, and like you don't know if it's healed yet. I also don't want to paint that model again. I like the model. I really don't like the wings. I think the wings are really ugly. Swap them out, yo. Yeah, the the wings are like as such that like the bottom membrane of the wing go, spans like the majority of Dorgar's torso, mm -hmm. in a way that would be like really hard to cut off and sculpt. But I would like I don't know if he was like hairier. Also, I think you gotta. Um, I'm gonna do it, and if anybody else wants to do this, totally fine. There's no slanesh head, right? Uh, so you just gotta you go gotta ahead. mold like a massive horse purple horse penis on Dorgar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you want to put just the like a, a huge a huge purple. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put like a you you just put like get like a little piece of lap sack and like make a on it so you can take it off you when you're going for the double when you roll that. When you go for the, you could uh that was the biggest wasted the biggest wasted allegiance ability. Was what? like no edging mechanic in Slanesh. <laughs> like, your dudes get your dudes get harder and harder as they go on. Literally, <laughs> go harder. <laughs> well, I told that to Joe, and Joe was like, <laughs> Joe was like, if ability persists for more than four battle rounds, call your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your like uh, so like every your so, terrain like... is just like a giant penis, just like snatch. <laughs> It's just a, oh, it's just a, you just put a rubbery dildo on top of a pile yeah. of treasure and it just bounces around. Too, too silly, I guess. Too silly. <laughs> too far. Not, too far. I guess you can you not. can go too far. The edging mechanic's still pretty funny. Like, the edging roll, mechanic. Roll, yeah, it, roll it. Yeah, roll a die like at the beginning of every turn. You know, basically 
Uh, they get harder as long as they don't like roll a one and <laughs> yeah, and just like adding more to their stats. And... Yeah, yeah. As long as they don't explode too early. Um... As, long, yeah, as long as they don't succumb to depravity. <laughs> damn it! Oh man! But no, from a rule standpoint, I look at a lot of these rules. I see like really good design. I see envelopes, uh, env- uh, like envelopes getting pushed. Uh, I don't think you need to be super alarmist about uh, about uh, dark prophecy. Also, I look forward to hearing what Jeremy has to say on the subject himself. If we're uh, we might be of two different minds on that one. Um, yeah, Jeremy's probably a better player than me. Anyway. <laughs> no, we man. wouldn't know because we haven't. It's <laughs> just throwing shade still. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited. Um, I I just think this does a great thing for the game. Uh, first off, let people play their, their, with their toys is just something I will always believe. It's why I don't prescribe to the ban, hashtag ban slash mentality. It's why I don't buy into the negativity of like getting mad at people for chasing the meta. Cause if they want to play th- with their toys, let them play with their toys. And that goes both ways. If they want to play with their old cities, now cities crap, you know, their old, old, old models, like as long as it looks good, just let people play with their toys, you know, like that's. Yeah. That's that's figure really out, you figure out your motivations, figure out what playing means to you, and go find yeah. the people. That do that. Yeah, and then go play with those people. Be honest right. about it. Yeah, yeah, and just if and you get to those top tables, and you'll have a great time. I always, I, I give my, I usually give my sports posts to the people who played the hardest and were like the most serious about the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh Jeremy Cooper actually got my sports vote at Adepticon, so he, I was in that fifty way, fifty five way tie for for best sports that they had to like tiebreaker. I think he oh, might, yeah. he might have been in there too. Uh, yeah, he got my best sports vote because we play. It was just it was the most tactical game played all weekend with a great opponent who was just like really jovial, like super. I mean, I give my best sports vote to his buddy to his buddy Dan. That guy was cracking me up. He was <laughs> he's from San Antonio. He's playing the gits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we talked about that coming back from Adepticon. Yeah. So um, before we cl- uh, any uh, yeah, Texas, Texas guys, you're welcome up here anytime. Yeah. Come on up here. We'll. Uh, I've actually got a spare bedroom up here. Um, so yeah, you guys are welcome up here anytime. Uh, real quick, yeah. anything else to add on STD before I ask you my strange questions from the internet? No, this is. It, it looks good. It it looks interesting. It looks like it's going to be worthy of the the variety of models. Hopefully, it won't be another beast of chaos situation where like all the monsters are bad. So. I mean, here's the thing is like, I look at the rules and they already have rules that are like even more interesting than what Beasts of Chaos have. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. like they have our summoning too, but there's no trade off for their summoning or positional requirements. Right. Sure. Like sure. they, they, they can play with our best spell actually. So like they can bring in a great Bray Shaman with a wildfire Taurus and they can exploit it with, with the, uh, with the Kabbalists, uh, sub faction. Like, like I guess I already we look don't know at if they have the allies yet. We don't know. Right, we don't know if they have allies. My Beast of Chaos book still, Beast of Chaos, still currently as of the latest GHB, say Slaves to Darkness are our ally. So I just imagine cool. that goes the other way. Um, we'll see. Um, one thing I I want from this is for it to have a huge sweet monster or or hero that I can ally into Beast of Chaos and like then the army's just like like playing with like an entirely new technology piece something yeah. like that. Like I would I would think that'd be cool. Uh, seeing good how, for the game, man. It's good for the game. Yeah. Seeing how, like, marks work, um, seeing if I'm able to bring my Bestigors over, stuff like that. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. looking at... Or my Bestigors are now Chaos Warriors. I have a big hobby challenge ahead of me, making them all look like... like Not Chaos Warriors. More my, they are my Marauders, you know? Like, they're fucking feral and stuff. I can see, like, they're being so fun. I think fun. they're on 32s. I think they got to be Warriors. 
fine. Oh, that's less fun because Warriors look sweet already. Um, but like, yeah. So like, I just I, I just think there's a lot of a lot of great avenues and points of intersection for what STD is doing, where it's headed. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it could be busted to crap. Everything's like aggressive, like Skaven costed, and there's three other rules we don't know about. That's just like absurd. Uno, uno. But right now I'm optimistic. I choose to be optimistic. Yeah, even the stuff that like. Even the stuff that seems on surface level kind of, like, a little pushed. Yeah. I'm like, one, wait for the FAQ. Two, wait for the points. Wait for yeah. all that other stuff. So It's, it's going to be Ravagers. I'm telling you now. Ravagers. Ravagers. Is He's calling a but, shot. He's saying Ravagers is going to be the first one to, to podium at a tournament. Podium or win? Yeah. Po I think podium's good uh, enough. It's, it's a horse apiece when you're, once you're on the podium. Yeah. Ravagers will go 5-0. Okay. All right. Um, so I like that. So, uh, it so gives I, me hope, man. It gives me hope for all the next battle tomes. So we got another. They're they're willing to try. We got Gotrek. We got the War Clans being super interesting. Lots of different abilities. Lots of tactical ideas in those books. Lots of good strategic ideas too. But a lot of good tactical ideas and all the in the all the Iron Jaws stuff. Interesting uh, with the Relentless Discipline and the Bone Reapers. And now we get this book, which is saying they're really gonna do this interesting stuff and take risks. Take risks. And so Seraphon's coming next. And is, is it Seraphon next, or the, is it Ko Zinch? Uh, Seraphon or Zinch? We don't know, but I think it's Seraphon. Um, so Seraphons are weird. They're tricky, man. Those lizard men are sneaky. So maybe we'll see some good stuff there too. Maybe well, I... we'll see some priority roll coming in, and we'll get more of that. Well, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Seraphon. I, I you gotta Zinch needs to get updated just from a, a sheer logistics standpoint. All the chaos gods have been updated now. We have STDs. Yeah. Zinch, Zinch needs. Well, to be and updated. it's a, you can't use the book, and you have to like parse through FAQs to like. I'm I'm struggling to like oh, figure out. I'm like rewriting my own book essentially, oh, yeah. so that I know where everything is. Yeah, and this I, is my Zinch, like. So here's my um. This is my my Zinch board. It's like a. A board game board practically so i put tokens on here for fate points blue points brim points and then these are all my casters and then i can take off tokens when they've casted and then down here i also have to mark like make a section for endless spell or um for uh the route the spell lures for who has casted what so i know it's available or not and i got my destiny dice up here so this will help the yeah to help through see what i'm doing with the scene that's actually a really 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 smart idea no, I, I've actually, uh, it, it's funny you talk about, like, Zinch in your book. We've already had, like, just a couple uh, FAQs. What's sitting on my desk right now, my project, once I get off Rantcast, is I've got a pile of post-it notes on my Ossiarch Bone Reaper's Tome. And what I do is I actually take the post-its and I go and I write the errata date, or the FAQ date, and, like, what the errata says uh, on the post-it, and I just stick it to the page inside the tome. Um, so, like, uh, if you, you, you have a battle tome, I don't I, buy that. If I did that with Zinch, it would just like be a nightmare. It would be more more posted than man anymore, you know. Like <laughs> he's more posted than man now. <laughs> like, um, and yeah, Darth Vader reference, yo. Um, oh, yeah. well, speaking of which, so a child, I found their story they wrote today. Mm -hmm. A six-year-old. Just, oh, just just a reset, name. real just a reset, real quick. You're a teacher. Yeah. So so anyone who uh, if you have, if you have, if you're not familiar with Andrew Andrew, he's he's a teacher. So you found a yeah. six-year-old wrote. Um, we'll just call him Billy. And it's like, Billy was chapter one. Billy was walking down the street one day. Chapter two, Billy met Sally. Chapter three, 
Billy was so happy to have a new best friend, but then Darth Vader, but Billy was too powerful. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Man, I like that. It's got, it's got a, it's, you know, actually like it's a, that's a proper narrative arc. So that's what I said. I was like, this is like a, a mentor understanding of source. Yeah. Normal. Something happens. Conflict over. Manifolds yeah. and home, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, you've got a you've got a villain, uh, you an obstacle. You've got like you even Darth Vader, but yeah, was, yeah, you even, expectation or an expectation or, or like a, a desire for the character in the scene, having a new best friend or wanting a new best friend. Like you see, you have a character motivation yeah. in there. <laughs> There's a climax. It's weak, but it's fucking there. That's right, man. It's just like like it, but no, like when you're at that age and you can actually identify like the structure of a narrative. Way to go, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> good job billy um that actually brings me uh to my first uh question uh, i'm ready strange questions from the internet here um I'm ready. if archeon were a school teacher what would he teach and you can't say physical education like you could go you could go like so if archeon were a school teacher what would, what subject would he teach or grade would he teach would he teach for a montessori school if archeon were a teacher he would teach adolescents, and he would chess, and he would not treat them very kindly. <laughs> he would he would teach adol he would teach uh, adolescents. What was the subject? You said he'd be a chess like he'd yeah, run the chess, he'd club. Be the chess club coach. He, yeah. He'd be the chess club coach. What would the subject yeah. be that he, he like teaches in the school then? Oh man, um, probably uh, something smooch? is. Smoogie. History, yeah, probably history. History. Smoogie here says ethics. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see like him being an economist too. Like he teaches economy, <laughs> like health class. All right. Is he? Is he wears armor when he's teaching? Oh, That's probably. Like probably. And like because I'm imagining teaching the armor and just like you point uh, things on the chalkboard about yeah, he's usually. He's using the Kingslayer like a like a, and he's just like pointing. And he's out like, like making them. He's like makes the map move to show what happened after how after the Weimar Republic fell and it all transformed. <laughs> Four uh, full armor. Dorgar's parked outside in the teacher's lot. Yeah, Dorgar's parked in the teacher's lot with like a with a little permit like tag like hung around one of his heads. <laughs> like he's eating a tire. So if a student got in a line, Dorgar just eats them. Like I. I like to think of it like, uh, like he goes like really like, like really brutal and stuff like that. But then you go a little like death clock with it where like the humor is there. Like, and you could write yeah. like a whole comic book or, or, or TV show with like professor Archeon. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like he'd be in the, he'd be in the, uh, like he'd be in the, like the teacher's lounge, you know? And like, and it would be like normal people, but then like a couple like weird, you know, like Nagash would like come in or something like that, and he's like, like he teaches. Uh, God, what would Nagash? Nagash teach? is like religion or something, Man, right? Because be, like, he's got all the afterlives. Yeah, he's like all the oh, he'd be mythology, right? Like I think he'd be like a yeah, he'd, he'd be like a mythology uh, mythology and theology professor, and like he comes in, they're like, oh man. Kids are eating me alive today. I had to. I had to uh, steal. Luchy Sigmar's the principal, right? Yeah, Nagash is the principal. Oh, that's even better. Uh, Sigmar is the principal. No, because you have to have the Archeon Sigmar rivalry. You know. 
like where they're like actively like rivals to each other and Nagasha's like oh, the yeah. principal the principal being like thwarted and stuff. <laughs> like well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so Alarial teaches PE because look at her fucking quads. The, look at those gams, man. Yeah. Nagasha's the fucking math teacher. <laughs> yeah. Alarial's standing there like that pick of J Lo with a green dress with just fucking leg. <laughs> you know the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a beast. She does not skip leg day. <laughs> so uh my next question then. Uh so last week I had Doug from Two Plus Tough on. Uh, we kind of ended up on this weird tangent about, like, Aegis Sigmar Fight Club, basically. Like, <laughs> um, the whole thing is, like, if he were to fight, uh, if he were to fight Rob, who would win and what, like, would their venue be? Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I've got a two-part question for you. If you'd like to do the, uh, if you'd like to do the Fight Club, like, you could answer the Fight Club, but who would you challenge to, like, a chess duel in the community? I don't know if anybody plays chess. It seems like it would just be a waste of time, right? I, I know, but, like, take it, like, like cartoonishly. Like, there's, you know, like, your tiebreaker in an Age of Sigmar tournament is that, like, you have to, like, go to chess. You know, like, you got to throw it out. Oh, man, I play Relian. Relian? Yeah. Right on. So, yeah, Brad from uh, the Detroit Warhammer Club. I play. I mean, I don't know if he plays chess or not. I just really, really good at Age of Sigmar, and then beat them at something they're probably not very good at. <laughs> Savage. All right. The first rule about Fight Club. Oh. Sigmar is the jock. Archeon is the AV club. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you wanted to answer the Fight, Cl- Fight Club half of that, you're you're more than welcome to, but it's not necessary. We obviously don't mean you're going to get into fisticuffs with anyone. But, man... ROB would just start several heroes on paths to destroy Nagash, then chill and watch the show. <laughs> and yeah. So uh, anything you want to shout out tonight? No, I don't think so. I don't think okay. I have anything. And if people want to like uh, follow your well, hobby, nice, there's a good, um, there's a good video by Trevarian that's out painting. Mm-hmm. Is he just talks about contrast. He, he just talks about like painting up volumes and, his technique to do it um, is totally different than my technique, but it might be good for anybody who's not a trained artist who hasn't looked at volumes for their whole life and thinking about how light works uh, professionally for a long time. So how he does it is uh, you can watch the just like he starts with the highlights. So he starts with his highest color. So he goes into every part of the model and he like just pinpoints the highlights and then he transitions upwards to those highlights. So he can look at you can take the model and look at it and then see how your highlights are going to look before you spend all this time blending. Now I just go in and I just pick a part of the model. So like you look at the Lord of change there. Um, so you just like pick that shoulder muscle and then you start with the lowest color. And then I just start blending up. Cause I know I'm just put it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up. But if you try that and like, then you're doing eight highlight layers. So it looks like really blending up. And you really, point of light is like a half centimeter too far down. And you're like, shit, what? redo it so he says start the highlights first okay that's his strategy and it's really good in the video all right so trevarian's uh is this the contract i really like that guy he's got a lot of good videos yeah yeah cool and this is on youtube yeah and then if people want to like watch your like see your hobby stuff um your little journey on twitter where do they 
Who do they follow? At Andrew Yells. At Andrew Yells. So draw the lines at washes and dry, dry brushing. Lost me highlights and transitions. I draw the line. <laughs> washes and uh, you're Dustin. You and me are, are we're right there, buddy. <laughs> washes are a waste of time, dude. Don't don't do washes. Why why do why are washes a waste of time? Just start with your just start painting with your dark color. Start mm-hmm. with the with the darkest color and work up. I see. All right, man. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Any closing thoughts? No, bring bring on the good armies. Yeah. It's getting good. Yeah, stuff is good. Stuff well, a little is good. little fix to Slanesh and everything's great. I mean the game is fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, bring on the fun, bring on the interesting armies. Yeah, I'd rather see it. Give I'd me a new Z look. Uh keep the change host, please. 